And we are live. Psych. No, we are. We really uh, Well, it's recorded. Damn, you faked me out. It's been Rick recorded. I never get on track in the beginning. He's always like looking around. Oh, uh, well, I believed him and then you said psych and totally threw me off. Because I fell, it's I fell become for the a psych. thing now trying to, trying to, try to catch Greg off guard yeah. like as he's sipping. Mid-sip on the tea. <laughs> the ta. Tia. It's not right. Tia. Trying to set me up for failure. So I can't remember if it was the end of last episode or if I dropped the ball and it was the last of the episode. No, no, no. That. It was going into the last episode. You had discussed violence. Yes. That was the cliffhanger you left us like with. An, a, a full hour's worth of violence. Wow. Which is not like the Unchecked kind of, violence? Uh, there are pe- periods of violence. Basically like a fist fight that broke out. So my wife and I went out to eat, grabbed some comfort food. This dope spot in Queens, and uh, they have like a bench outside, so we're like hanging out afterwards, whatever. And uh, the comfort, not like a bench press. Oh yeah, no, just, they just have a bed. That would actually be a great <laughs> fucking idea, man. <laughs> the the uh, the the people who were caught up in the aggression obviously didn't partake in the comfort food. No, they probably uh, were too. Skip that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they had a different kind of beef going okay. on. But uh, so yeah, I just going through a crosswalk or whatever. It looked like some kid bumped into some other kid on a bike. Well, some kids on a bike, and a, someone objected to their invasion of personal space or whatever. Okay. Right. So it's like kind of like a stocky, short, uh, Hispanic kid on the bike. Looked like he was like making deliveries or something. It was like scruffy looking, and uh, then this like. Uh, I mean, I guess I could use, like, Krilly as a reference point. Uh, but, yes. like, Eastern European, Jimmy Krilly. wiry... I think he was Asian. He kind Asian. of, like... There's, like, a special breed of, like, Queens thugged out Eastern European kid. It's, sure. like, tough to explain. Sure, but, sure, like, sure. you know, like, their dad was wearing, like, the jumpsuit in, like, mm. 83 of with course, the chain. Of course, of course, of course, yeah. And uh, immediately the kid's, like... It, it was, like, the most theatrical... Uh, thing ever right the kid's like wait right here you wait here you wait here and he's like taking off an ankle brace taking his shirt off in like a fighting position with like arms raised spits on the kid like right away it's like oh no this is not good right but like there's a lot more there's more talking than like anything else meanwhile like the other kid's like on a bike so it's like this awkward thing where like one person on a bike another person isn't and they're standing in the middle of it like a very busy intersection one you've been to yourself many times right on the corner of 30th street or 30th ave which i used to live off of and steinway street so like yes super busy yes yes, very busy and uh this is like it's six o'clock on a saturday so it's like jumping yeah well, we saw that like as we were like going in to the restaurant. So then we come out and it's like an hour later, and it's still, it's still there. And then they're in front of the place screaming at each other. Wow! Now like in like the bike lane, there's like cars, a row of cars between us and them, and they're in the bike. So lane. you consumed an entire meal, and there was still no fisticuffs. It was a rat battle. Well, it was like you wait here and you do this, okay. like all this shit, right? right? And I don't know if they're both like low. I'm assuming they like live in the neighborhood. Sure. And probably have, like, know each other or know of each other or have friends who know each other. Right, right, right. And so, like, I'm literally, like, watching this and I'm, like, explaining to my wife, to Kaylee, about, like, being a boy and becoming a man. <laughs> and, like, the temporary insanity 
of hormones and testosterone sure, sure. and like territorial shit and like Well, how young were these guys? Probably like 17. Okay. 16. So they're right in the middle of it. They're in the midst sure. of the madness, right? Sure, and I'm sure. saying I'm like you don't understand like there is no rational analysis of this right, situation. Right, right. The one kid's thinking like this guy spit on me in public, so I have to fight this guy. Mm-hmm. Right. Like this there has to be a fight, right? right? But And the spitter, right, is thinking, like, he's doing all these theatrics and doing all this shit and, like, you wait here. Like, all this stuff where, like... Jazz hands. Jazz hands. But, like, I'm not going to lie. Like, you know, he did not look like he was a pushover. You know what I mean? Like, you could just tell from, like, the posture where his hands were. He had, like, the old, like, elbow move. You know what I mean? I'm like, all right. So these... But the other kid wasn't, like, necessarily, like, backing down or anything. He was just more... He was less dramatic. What I don't understand is how did they sustain a level of intensity the entire time you ate a meal? Oh, yeah. So as to come outside, but there's still been no fisticuffs. Like... It, right? I think it's it like, was like it went I'm, from a, zero. I'm gonna see you when I see you kind of thing. Okay, is, pro- is what I'm guessing. Like it resolved that uh, okay. the one kid was on the bike. Like I think he pedaled away. I don't know. I'm, okay. I'm filling the blanks, but okay. that would be my guess, right. right? Like the kid who got spit on was like the calmer of the two, and the other one was totally hot headed, like temporary right. inside. Right, right, right. And so now they're in the bike lane of like the other street of this. Right, <laughs> right. It's moved, and. The kids again say, wait here, wait here, wait here. You wait right, you fucking wait right here. And the kid on the bike is like, what the fuck, man? And it just like goes to start to like pedal away. And the kid like grabs his bike Mm. to not let him leave. Mm. Like Mm. meanwhile, like they're right in front of each other. (laughs) They could have fought. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. This could have been well into a fight already, right? But so he goes to grab the kid's bike and then it's on. Okay. And it was like. 90 seconds of, um, I'm trying to think of like, you know, Hagler, Hagler, <laughs> Hagler Hearns, Hearns. <laughs> yeah, Hagler, defensive boxing was not taking place wow. except stopping a fist with your face, wow. right? And the kid, of course, I would say, the quiet kid who was like caught off guard at first, right. stood his ground, right? He got more shots in. Wow. Like, pushed the other kid back right. until, like... So you were uh, rooting for the kid on the bike? Well, yeah, the kid... the Dude, to me, like, the, yeah, yeah. the fact that guy spit on him... Oh, that's right And then he's, like, yeah, taking his oh, ankle sure. brace no, no. and his shirt yeah, off yeah, yeah. and all this shit. It's like, dude, if you have a problem with this right. guy... Well, making a spectacle of yourself and all of the preparation is one, yeah. is one and thing. Yeah, and let's point the it out. spitting is just, you know, it's... It's immediate. It's like go to from zero to one hundred yeah, real quick. Like yeah. you do not do that. No, that's like that's the gradient. Yeah. Yes. Per- like, yes. you know. What's yes. the age group of like? Uh, what's the the range of when you take your shirt off in a fight? Like, is it from like fourteen to twenty two? I think depending on where you're from, it that, that never that, expires. That's a wide that is, range, that is a person man. instinctually I just like, like I've seen. A, I feel like I've seen a guy like who's sixty rip his shirt off. To oh, fight. No, dude, absolutely! Like at a ball game, dude. I've seen like dudes at the Yankees game, like two dots on the horizon. But you can see the shirt, <laughs> the, you know, two dots on the horizon bouncing off each other. But like right before it, you could see like the shirt came off. Does and that go screaming? back to like a primal thing where like a gorilla would like beat his chest? Yeah, I'm sure. Take the shirt off, dude. Well, it's yeah. like you really like your shirt, right? You don't want to get the other dude's blood on it. If it's like a white tee. I'm you taking it off. You don't want to get yoked up by it. You don't want to get choked by the shirt, yeah. right? Like yeah. in a hockey or fight, jiu-jitsu. or like in a hockey fight, or right? get blood just, on it. All right. The other person's all right. blood. Jesus. 
That's like that was like the OG uh, bouncer move, right? It was like the half Nelson, but you pull the shirt. Yeah, over the head. No, bit. no. So you do like the half Nelson, but then you're holding, you're grabbing their shirt, and their shirt is kind of choking them. Right. So you, do and then you me. still have a free arm. Do it to me. All right. Yeah. So, so I'm okay, I'm like watching this. this. Right, like this. All right. So All right, Greg's right. got a reverse bear so hug kind of. Here. Okay. Arm, come here. arm you under oh, the arm. Right, oh the yeah. There you go. It makes you. I am watching bouncing techniques. Bouncing techniques. Yes. There it is. Yes, there it was. So it's the half Forged Nelson in the jungles of the Casbah. Half Nelson with the shirt grab, so and then like, you still have a free hand to do with what you must. In my head, I'm like, do I try to get out of this, or do I worry about the shirt? <laughs> no, exactly. So the guy was, I mean, he was definitely just, uh, like I said, being dramatic about shit, and uh, like they're really like going at it. So by this time, I'm like getting up off the bench because I'm like, what the fuck. People are, like, getting out. Like, they're in the middle of traffic now, so, like, cars are stopped. People are, like, getting out of their cars. Man. Adults intervening. Mm. And, uh, of course, skinny kid's like, wait here, wait here, wait here, wait here. And I'm thinking they're, like, I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, Someone's I hope. going to get a gun. I'm like, I hope they're still, like, six months from, like, the, right. you know, weaponry phase of, 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 of warfare. Do you remember the end of The Innocents and Brigantine? <laughs> Yes, I the do. day the day the music died in Brigantine. Yeah, like the day that the the gun was pulled and our go to public courts that were like packed with like two hundred people to play ball on a busy summer day, instantly became like you're not allowed to be here ever again. You're not allowed to be here ever again. The kids, like a cop car kids, kids permanently would, parked. There. Kids who would ride their bikes from Atlantic City to come play like weren't welcome anymore. Yeah. The cops were camped out at the court all the time. It was like basically this one. <laughs> There's one like OG Atlantic City dude just knock this kid out cold. Yeah. And his butt and like the kid got up like didn't know where he was. I believe the phrase is he was on Queer Street. (laughs) Couldn't get his feet underneath him, right? Like stumbled to his uh, Chrysler Sebring and uh, dove into the uh, front seat and pulled a like a nine out of the um, glove compartment and everybody hauled ass. Hauled ass. Except the dude who knocked the dude out and just stood there yelling at him, shoot me, shoot me. Yeah. Pretty ballsy. Uh, but then those kids got in their car, sped away, and then... Yeah, those kids was... who came to that court like three times in their life yeah. got it shut down. Yeah. For everybody else who like grew up there. So that was the, the end of the really good runs in Brigantine. Yeah, for the whole island. They had to, yeah. I was like, oh no, they don't like us. Yeah. Forget it. Sucks. Yeah, when someone gets a weapon or like a machete pulled, that's... Not good. Right, so I was hoping, I'm like, I hope this guy's not, like, you know, going into his yeah, trunk yeah, yeah, yeah. to speak. Popping the trunk. Yeah. And uh, hung out for a couple more minutes after they, it dispersed. And then, like, ten minutes later, I saw the kid coming who with someone who was, like, presumably his uncle or father. Uh-oh. Oh, no. It was it just, like, the, was it the uh, extra large version of the same guy? Yes, yes, like, <laughs> like six inches taller right, and right. sixty pounds heavier, right, right, right. but kind of almost had like the look of like a disappointed parent. Oh, so I, I couldn't tell if like it was like you march back out there and fight right, for the right, honor right, of right. this family, right. or if like you need to go apologize. I couldn't tell right. what the tone was, but okay. it was it was fifteen minutes too late. The other the kid, kid on the I didn't bike see. didn't wait, like he was told. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, he waited to hit that kid in the face. That's. <laughs> I thought it was going to end where it's the guy gets knocked out and he's like frozen on the ground. No, honestly, man, up. like they they were like, they Go were ahead. like a good twenty flush punches landed, like ten each to the face, a lot. simultaneously, like the sound of you know Rocky punching the meat slab. Yeah. You don't see that 
in decent society all that often. Anymore. No, I, you know, it could have been, you know, obviously it should have never gotten to that point. No, no, of course. But it could have been handled. It could have gotten, it could have been worse. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Well, you know, right. If, if we're talking about like the level that things can go to really quickly, oftentimes over nonsense, because it was kind of nonsense, right? Oh, no, it was a it personal was t- space violation, it, right? I, like, so it's one thing like somebody, you know, does something that violates you. The personal space stuff is like, I get it to an extent. If somebody's in your face, the kid had bumping a, like a, somebody. You could is just like, tell he had like an unhealthy chip on his shoulder and it yeah, was like, yeah, yeah. which well, it sounded like, like it. as soon as you said it, as soon as you said he started yeah. to disrobe and all that, yeah. I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah, it's, the kid was looking for, to do this yeah. for weeks. Now he's a type, I wanted to be like, I wanted to like sit him down. Yeah. Like, what would you say to that kid? Yeah. If given the opportunity, like, what would you say to that kid? Like, what I'd like to say has been like, look, man, I get it. Yeah. I'd say, why'd you spit? You know? Well, yeah, that, of course, right. is like, that should never happen. But it's like, there is a, a rationale. There is like a psychosis there behind the spitting, right? Yeah, yeah. Which is like, he's got such a chip on his shoulder. Yeah. Yeah. And he's so mad at the world that like, a guy, sl- like the handlebar of a bike weaving right, right. into your walking path right. makes you like spit on some dude. Right, right. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, right. Like you, like you're saying, you get it. You know, you would want to ask him. You know, so like what happened? You know, like what led to that moment? Like, it, like was it? Because I would think that if he's like ready to fly off the handle, that maybe like there's other shit going that day or re- yeah. very recently. You know, like because I, I can't imagine he's constantly walking around in that mode. Because then he'd be constantly that. fighting. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I can't imagine, like, you know, I'd have to, like, know a lot more about, like, what's his life. I know there's, like, a lot of young, unsupervised kids in Queens who, oh, like, of course. are, like, latchkey kids, like, sure. running the streets, like, till fucking, yeah. you know, four taking in the morning. A, taking a bunch of trend. Crazy. Yeah. All kinds of needles <laughs> in the buttocks. Right. <laughs> I'm <laughs> sure there's drugs going on. I'm not sure it's trend. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's not what the kid is thinking. Although... <laughs> I remember back in high school, there would always be like these two kids that were always evenly matched, same height, same weight, and they would fight like every month. And we'd always go to like the park, like they're gonna fight, they're gonna fight, and they would they put up a good fight, and then at the end yeah. they just shook hands, and then they were done, and then they would every beef time? again. Yeah, I was like, what is this? But dude, they were going at each other, wow. they were throwing punches, and it's always like, they're yo, you remember when uh, Paul and Ian used to fight? Wow. It was like twelve minutes, eight minutes. I was like. Yeah, no one wow. jumped in. It was just like, it was yeah, just one of those things. <laughs> yeah. Well, it makes me think of a couple of things. One, uh, the few times I've been in Europe, that personal space stuff, out the window. Right. They yeah. are not interested in it. Uh, people will be right up on you. People will bump you, not even think twice about it. They mean no offense by it, but they're just walking and you're walking and the sidewalk's narrow and I'm going to bump you shoulder to shoulder and not even think twice about it. No disrespect. There's no, wouldn't even cross the guy's mind that that would bother you. Well, dude, perfect. But it takes a minute to get used to. Because they don't have guns. It takes a minute. Ah, <laughs> they were. Yeah. You see the it videos. It takes a minute to get used to, though. You see the videos of uh, people getting lodged into a, uh, yeah, like a, a, a train a, car oh in China yeah. and they're just getting like, pushed no, in. Fuck no, fuck Oh my thank God. You. How no, about like you. in New York last a couple weeks ago, they got stuck yeah. for like 90 minutes in a fucking tunnel. The AC cut off on the train and it's uh, packed. And they don't know if it's moving. They don't know nothing. They have no, you can't, you don't have a Wi Fi signal. Torture. Like you're New just. Jersey oh. Transit is so incapable. That's torture. <laughs> that would be, that's, that's how someone like snaps, man. You I've have to like on, find a space in your mind that you just go to. I, yeah. I've been on a. Uh, 
I mean, you've been on a million of them, but I've been on a few packed subways in the middle of summer, and it's it's not fun. No. It's not fun where you're... <laughs> yes, the odor of uh, Bangladesh. Yeah, you got some funk on you. Um, somebody else has some funk on them, and now you're worried the funk might it's be a, on it's you. It's a funk jam session. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like, you know, like if you happen to be sitting, you're usually standing, but you happen to be sitting, and like someone is completely unaware of the proximity of their crotch to your yeah, face. Yeah, you get the funk master stench. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, come on, man. You can like, you know, you can t- blade yourself and give me a hip. Yep. I don't need either your ass or your, you know, nuts in my crotch face. Crotch cam? Yeah, you know, I don't need that. Dust. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Uh, so, right. So, it made me think of the, the lack of uh, concern about personal space in Europe. But the other thing it made me think of, Sko, was, do you recall the origins of the name Ice Girl USA? Do you remember where we were in the world and how we realized that <laughs> we have a tendency to stare at people as they walk past us and how uncomfortable we it makes it? That was a, a Park City thing. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we, we realized that we were like fish out of water and had this tendency to like evaluate the th- threat level. So you're walking past people on the street there, Malone, and you make eye contact with them. Yeah. For some strange reason, we just like naturally do that. And apparently like that's not. That's frowned upon in some places in the world. So I think people were like... Places where people wear like fur vests. Yeah, exactly. So like in a ski town, like that's seen as hyper aggressive. But I don't know, you're just like kind of walking past somebody and sizing them up. And I think that's just like a a natural instinct that might be like an East Coast thing. But we realized like really early on, like, well, we're not making friends here. Because (laughs) because people think we're the guy in Queens who's going to... Take off his and we put up posters and we like, uh, the profanity in Rise by Sin is appalling. Tupac Shakur. Yeah. Like, we put up all these quotes. It was a butterfly effect of independent films. Because yeah. butterfly, f- yeah, yeah, Robert Redford, because butterfly effect was at Sundance. Well, we were at Sundance, right? We, we were in this little festival that was running concurrent with Sundance, and we had the literal definition of independent film, like a no-budget film mm-hmm. that we made strictly like on the strength of like will and vision. Right? I have seen it. It was a beautiful film. Not Ice Grill, the film before. Rock oh, yes. yes. Well, not beautiful. like on weekends for two years yes. we shot this thing. Not beautiful, but a ton of good juice. Yes. An incredible amount of vision behind it. But, you know, he had all the flaws you would imagine a film mm-hmm. uh, with no budget would have. Um, so we got into this small festival that was running concurrent with Sundance while we were out there. Um, you know, we were like street teaming the whole time we were there. We were our own street team. Yes. And we were competing with films that had subcontracted, yeah. hired street teams. Dude, and it was Sundance, and you know, and Sundance like was supposed to be like the indie film festival, right? And there was the butterfly effect with Ashton Kutcher was in the festival and Barbershop too. Yeah, like we like what? We kind of bullshit. Dude, there'd is be this? like two feet of snow, yeah. right? And it was uh, like me, Greg, and uh, Hooligan. I don't know if you know Julian. No, buddy, Julian. No, shout out to Julian. Yep. And uh, so we were like putting up our own posters, and like by the time we like finished with a kiosk, our posters would be covered. With Barbershop 2 posters that had been stapled up by, like, <laughs> college kids that were hired by Warner Brothers. Wow. <laughs> so we were like, like, how the fuck do you even, you can't even, like, put something up without, like, you know, some big studio film coming and covering it up. The it raw bullshit. ambition, though, the, of yeah. us just being out there in the freezing cold with us just surrounded by yuppies, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and just, like, 
with flyers, with posters, with like anytime we saw anybody who was famous, we'd break them off with a t shirt, uh, DVD. Like we made our own little Dude, press. This is kits. how old school it was. That's that we were like, happen. we were getting interviewed curbside by Netflix. And right. like nobody took them seriously. Yeah. Netflix was like not the a Netflix thing guy yeah. would be there with a camera, and they're like, "Talk about indie film." Yeah, and like other people would be like, "Ah, oh, it's just Netflix. Don't even like give yeah. them the time of day." And yeah. we're like, "Fuck, we'll talk to yeah, Netflix." We'll talk to anybody. Like they weren't even like big in the mail and DVD game right. yet. Right, right. They were sending DVDs at that time still. Yeah. Right. Got to start somewhere, right? Yeah. Oh, That's dude, crazy. Now they run the whole industry. Fuck the butterfly. That effect. just goes to show, man. Ten years. Every shop too. Right. So <laughs> on the, really. So on the po- so, so we had like these big rise by sin posts that we like had like made at Kinko's and they were black and white because we couldn't afford the color ones yeah. but like there was like a space at the bottom where we'd write like the time that the film was showing and whatever other info we needed to add so we were like it's you know at a certain point we're like fuck this place so we're like adding quotes so the one <laughs> fake quote, quotes from right, obviously fake quotes right so the one was the profanity in Rise by Sin is appalling Tupac Shakur. <laughs> now, obviously, at this point, Tupac Shakur has already passed away, first of all, right? And then secondly, that t- that there's so much profanity that he would be offended by it. So that was what was funny. And then yeah. the second one, Robert Redford founded Sundance, right? Mm-hmm. So on the one poster we had, Rise by Sin is the butterfly effect of independent film, Robert Redford. <laughs> I remember somebody being like, you can't write that on the poster. Like, yeah, we were like, they're like, you're not allowed to hand out flyers or yeah. promote your thing. And we're like... The yeah. fucking only the way rule? anybody's gonna see our shit here. What's the rule with like independent films? So like, how did Butterfly Effect and Barbershop Two get in there? Because so I don't get because it. like, if George Clooney has a billion dollars and just decides on his own to make a film, yeah, right, takes a hundred million dollars and is like, I'm gonna make fucking Ocean's Eleven, right. whatever. Because he didn't do it with like one of the major studios, he did it independent of the studios. Right, and even if one of those major studios distributes it, yeah. it's still an independent oh, yeah. film. So, like, Miramax is not considered one of the major right. things. So, like, back then they could, you know, make Shakespeare in love. And that's an independent film. This yeah. bullshit. Yeah, yeah, it's total bullshit. Um, but, yeah, just, uh, you know, there's tapes that exist somewhere. Somewhere. Of us. Archives. Like, that we basically shot a documentary of us being out there. Where, like, Hooligan, who was with us, came to crash on our hotel room floor. And he had, like, a budget of, like, $14 for the week. <laughs> and at the supermarket there, they were selling, like, four boxes of Hot Pockets for a dollar. And we had a microwave. So I'm not even kidding. He literally only ate Hot Pockets for five days. How, how he's alive. What a fucking warrior, though, that he fucking flew Dude. out there. Dude, flew out there. It's, it's like a notch below prison food. Yeah, flew out there on his own dime to be Not there. Not that to help I would us. crush a hot pocket right now. If you're like, oh, yeah. funny you mentioned. Depends it. on how hungry you are. Pepperoni hot pocket. Damn it, Swiss. So speaking of uh, <laughs> foods, foods, hot pockets, and supermarkets. Yeah, no, oh. we always end on. Food. I just have a so here's what well, I go. We'll get back. <laughs> There's we'll, always we'll, we'll, we can we'll we can double dip on the food. We'll come full circle. Food cast. But uh, this is a random observation, so it made me yep. think of Dirt Malone, because I think this might be right in his wheelhouse, right? Yep. But so, like, something I've noticed many times that I've never really talked about, it, and it felt like it could be, like, a, a whole stand-up set. Okay. Right? Or a portion of a good stand-up set, was uh, when you're in line at the supermarket and you're putting your stuff on the conveyor belt, right? I never will use the divider. Oof. I feel like using the divider is a very aggressive act. Right. know who that like, is off like i feel like it really like it's a really aggressive act like, like you're being aggressive to the person who was in who, front of you you're putting that divider down right and you're saying don't let your fucking food 
mix with my fucking food. Like, don't let your <laughs> shit touch my shit. This is my stuff, and I'm right. laying a fucking line. There's a border now between your stuff and my stuff. Okay, right. I have I have a lot to talk about. Okay, <laughs> I knew this. I knew so, this. So, so, so a, yeah, I just feel like it's a really aggressive. As act. a noticer, you are um, a noticer. When you whenever you're checking out, sometimes when you don't put the divider down, yeah. the cashier gets pissed. But here's the thing: like, I I leave a buffer. And that's another thing. If like you leave, there's an 18 inch buffer, and probably I would say minimum between my groceries and the groceries of the person in front of me. So I will not need the divider because there's enough space there. Yeah, it has to be more than 12 inches. Okay, I'm a good 18 inch. And also the divider under, too. 12 but. inches. I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> I disagree. All you need is an even line. Yeah. Like if you put like what I'll like if it's it could be like four inches, but if it's geometric. Yeah, interesting. Like if I put something, you know what I mean, like so two boxes hard, of things. It's in a the hard front, line. Yeah, it it becomes its own line. It's a line within itself. You know what you should do next time you go is you fucking slam that divider down and you stare right at the person in front of you. <laughs> that, and you ice grill them. That's the thing. No, that's if, aggressive. If that's the thing, it feels so aggressive um, that I I don't like. I don't know. It's like the, it's like this sort of act like where. Like, how dare you mm. think that it's okay for your food to come in contact with my food? Or that I'm sort of, sort of freeloader and I'm going to try to get you to pay for some of my shit. And then you know? another thing is, you're in line, but you only have five items in your basket. And there's someone behind you with a cart. And you're not using the belt. And now it's getting closer to the cashier and they got this whole belt. Do they put their stuff down? Well, what do you think about what do you think about uh, letting yeah, letting the, letting the person behind you go when they have very few items and you have several? What do you think uh, about that? You know, there's like a three items they they can go. <laughs> if they're items. all different, they don't. Three items. If they're all different, they don't get to go. And if they're fifty or younger, they don't go. It has to be a certain age, okay? And, or there has to be a female. So you're an ageist. Um, that's exactly twenty. No, but um, showing respect for your you're showing respect for your elders, though yeah. you're saying. Okay. I mean, if I have like 17 yogurts and 65 sticks of butter, they're going to go. If Here's the thing. Like, I, my problem is that like I'm often under the gun at the store to get home because mm-hmm. Tara's going to kill me. So like, uh, <laughs> I, like, I understand that this person behind me only has two items, but then I think that maybe my time is more valuable than theirs is. Do you do the self-checkout? But another thing uh, is. Oh, yeah, I often will. The supermarket that I go to now doesn't have one. Well, which is rare, but uh, well, the supermarket I most often go to now. The thing I don't like. Oh, I'm sorry. Go go ahead. ahead. No, 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 I can steal your thunder. Well, I was gonna say the thing I don't like about the self checkout, beyond the fact that like they fire half of the people who work there, just to have them, is that there's always the floater, the employee. Like, Mm -hmm. there's now one employee working six registers, and inevitably, if I have like more than five items, one of them scans improperly. And it's like, please wait for attendance. The weight doesn't like the weight doesn't uh, like uh, properly like um, isn't properly like uh, assessed by yeah. the machine. It, and then sometimes it, throws it everything just off. scans the barcode. It's random and it says wait for attendant. It's like, well, what about like when you have just too much shit to do the well, self checkout yeah, no, too? Like sometimes people will walk up with like a whole cart full and I'm not do doing. I'm not scanning two hundred barcodes. And then you have that. bags on the floor and shit. Maybe if they put then, the gun there. Right. I would prefer if they had the gun there so that right. I could add actually, so I'm not trying to find the thing on right. other thing. You know, right, right, right. I thought they put the self-checkouts there because the supermarkets gave up on us. That's why they did it. <laughs> well, so? Where it's like, you know what? 
you can't wait, you do it. Mm. No, I but think then, they were like, then, it's cheaper to not pay someone uh, $15. You know, and that $10 too. And that too. But I feel like if you have a certain amount of items, like seven, you go to the self-checkout. Yeah, yeah. If it's all fruit and vegetables and you got to weigh it, nope. Bill Burr does Hopefully a Greg will let me cut them. <laughs> Bill Burr refuses to do it. He's like, oh, it's funny. I filled up my cart full of stuff. I went up to the register. There's nobody there. So I just left. <laughs> <laughs> he won't do it because of all the jobs that it takes. Oh, that's for, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, and like how rare it is, right, that somebody um, helps bag your stuff. Like you got to bag oh, yeah, your own yeah. stuff. Well, and but, it's like, it's one of those things because like I'm happy to bag my stuff. You know, like it's not too, I'm not too good to bag my groceries. But mm-hmm. then at the same time, it's like maybe, uh, you know, that's that, that's another job, like you're saying. That's another job. Now the supermarkets of the future that they have like pretty much, it'll be happening, it's already perfected, is that you just take, there is no more checkout. Right. Like if it's in your cart and it goes out of the store in your cart, you were charged. There's no transaction. They automatically know everything that made it into your cart, who you are, right. and you just walk out. Yeah, it's an interesting process. So like, mm. would you have they to They have like, some supermarkets know, that are doing that. And like I've seen stuff places. at the airport. Right. That's like that. No, yeah. I don't know if you've seen that yet. Where it's it's supposed to like, I feel like it's supposed to look like a market in in Paris. Yeah. Um, and that somehow like there is no literal checkout anymore, and you just yep. kind of like go pick up stuff, and then I think you can just like walk away. Yeah, it's gonna be like okay, your phone's in your pocket. We right. know who you are. Yeah. Oh, you you grab the juice out of the thing yeah, and walked yeah. away. Right. You get charged for juice. Right. It's interesting. Like, right, so there's no process necessarily of, like, swiping a debit card on your way in or no, something like that. No, yeah, right? so you just have a thing connected to your, you know, right. like, they do yeah, it now yeah, yeah, with yeah, PayPass. Right, right, sure. To know that it's your, now, if your Apple phone pay, gets stolen. Google Pay, whatever. It's a whole thing. If you're, It's another layer of security right. to me, but it'll be the same, like, you walk into a Marshalls and see a shirt you like. Right. Oh, it fits. If you walked out the door with it, yeah. you get charged. Yeah. No more people. Now there's only one person in Marshalls. The float. Now there's one floater. Yeah. Yeah. God, so man. yeah, it's a, that was my thing, man. It's just I feel like it's a little bit of an aggressive act. I would be upset if they did that, where it's all machines running to grocery stores. Just because my grandmother works at Acme and she's been Dude, there for the like amount of jobs. fifty-eight years, really. And she she's like almost. She's about to hit ninety, and she just like that's what keeps her going. Like I yeah. gotta go there to are work, a ton of like seniors who work those jobs. Yeah, yeah. That's like a big concern because retail is collapsing. You know what yeah. I mean? Like you can't. You just see there's empty malls all over America, and when it spreads into other things like supermarkets and stuff, it's like, well, what is an 80-year-old? Yeah. People have to work later now just to pay. You know, At older age, they have to yeah. work longer years. Just the nature of our economy now, uh, what do they do? You know. Yeah, and I think some people, like everyone's like, when I retire, I'm going to do this. I, f- I feel like a lot of people nowadays, they lose their mind. Where it's like they want to retire and get like a side job at Costco or work at a golf course being a landscape person or yeah. you know, something like that. Just to stay busy. Well, for sure. Well, I mean, we were kind of talking about it before, right? About like uh, um, how like being engaged somehow. Like I was talking about like, you know, reading and math. And yeah, there's that coaches sort of and celebrities and stuff that are, are like famous football coaches who right. are like, the day I retire like yeah, yeah. is the day before I die. Yeah. And yeah. then they retire and die like three months later. Right. You know. Right. I mean, it just... Just, I think things like routine, I think things like, in all honesty, probably something that you lose sight of, right, is uh, 
social interactions of going mm-hmm. to yeah. a job yeah. or, you know, whatever that thing is, going to school, whatever. You go to places and there you just are interacting with people. And right. then like for example, like, you know, like let's say it was somebody who's ninety and who's a widower and they uh, don't have a job or they don't have somewhere to go, they, you know, it could be just lonely in general, yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? So, like, getting up every day, having that routine, knowing that you're going to go see these people every day, interact with people, that... Stimulation. Understand, yeah, for sure. For sure. And that gives, I think that gives somebody's life a little extra meaning, you know, That's big, purpose. too, especially in, like, uh, you go to nursing homes and stuff, and there's all these older people, and it's just, like, a big environment of stimulation where yeah. it's, like, you're doing this, you're going here, you're talking, you're interacting, and... Right. It's a good way to spend, you know, the remainder of your life or... You at, well, at their best, right. Yeah. At their best, those places, you know, can be really great for people. At their worst, they're, they're yeah. a nightmare. You know what I mean? So it's like... And I think often that sort of stuff relates to class, too. I mean, I think sometimes you just luck out and there's places with, you know, good facilities with good people, good yeah. faculty. But then at the same time, I think, like, um, if you're a millionaire and your grandma needs care... Odds, so odds, odds are she's probably going to get better care than, let's say, you know. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know. No kidding. Be way it, don't have. It's yeah. crazy how, like, if you have the luxury to save money while you're old and then you just spend it on someone taking care of you. Well, well hey, like, man. Fuck. No, Comfort. That's, that's, fuck. Yeah, no, man. I know. It's bad. I'll live, like, a, a pedestrian life in terms of, like, uh, money in the bank to yeah. have, like, two mil sitting there. When I'm 75, and no, like you could give it to your kids and family, and right. you know, have someone shower you if you need it, like that kind of dignity. Yeah, yeah. it's priceless for sure. Uh, but so we're gonna go outside and fist fight on the curb. Hey, fist, fisty cuffs. Get the test flowing. <laughs> Get the test flowing. Speaking of which, yeah. some news from G Code coming up right now. What up, loyal squad cast listeners? This is Sko. And what I'm supposed to tell you about is this upcoming weekend, Saturday, July 15th, at the Baltimore Convention Center at the Baltimore Fitness Expo. Go to BaltimoreFitnessExpo.com and get tickets so you can come and see the GCO booth. There will be an assortment of probably shirtless or at the very least sleeveless hooligans. In orange camo, ice grills maxed out at 100, staring into the souls of bystanders and onlookers. You could go trade some gems of wisdom with the crew, get some vice in your veins, and that's what I really want to talk to you about, is vice, specifically what happens when I smell vice. When I open the container and the powder drifts in the air like Garnett pre-game with the chalk on his hands. Google that, YouTube that, if you don't know. When I smell that aroma of ice, that purple, grapey goodness, something happens. My palms start sweating. My heart starts racing. My nostrils flaring. My muscles twitching. I sweat through my socks. And I need to start lifting. And so do you. I saw your Instagram. Step your physique up. It's time. It's important. 
It's of vital importance. Your life, really, there's a point in the, there's a line in the sand before and after. Before you bought vice and after you bought vice. It's time to step over that line. What you need to do, I know there's like an item. There's that priceless heirloom. God rest the soul. God bless the dead of your deceased legendary relative who handed you that encrusted diamond tie clip, whatever it is. You know what it is. And you need to sell it. You need to go to this to the market or down to the corner or go to Etsy with your Etsy ass and you need to sell that shit and buy some vice as much vice as you can buy stockpile it smell it it's time to fix the problems in your life and now back to the squad And we're back. And during the break, Dirt wanted to know, that's a good question, where does fisticuffs come from? What's the origin of the word fisticuffs? Well, Sco, the word fisticuffs dates back to the early 17th century, combining fistic, relating to fighting with the fist, and cuff, which still means a punch. Fisticuffs became fisticuffs, a fist fight. How about that? How about You're that? welcome. A little cultural anthropology of words. I we appreciate it. that. Dermot. Etymology? What was that word? Yeah, yeah, there you go. Punch! Uh, well, you know, what's interesting uh, is that you were talking about fisticuffs earlier. You're talking about uh, Hagler Hearns. There was yes. a Hagler Hearns reference there. Uh, some of the great fighters who ever lived. And myself and Dermot Malone uh, were at a uh, training day event we had for G-Code at Yeti MMA. Uh, where there's there is a bit of fisticuffs of various versions going on, right? Nice. In uh, North Jersey. And uh, we... Um, they have like boxing going on, wrestling going on, jujitsu going on. Uh, they have a full weight room, conditioning, dope. like pretty dope facility. Yeah. Um, and what was crazy was that uh, when um, our event was going on, we were like in the lobby. We had a table set up, and we were just you know breaking people off with vice samples and whatnot. And uh, there was a boxing, there was boxing classes going on, and the boxing instructors were Jerry Cooney. Mm. And no uh, yeah, and Harold uh, Shadow Knight, who was the main dude at Kronk, Emmanuel Stewart's wow, Emmanuel Stewart's wow. like lieutenant. That's cool. Those are the guys who are running the That's boxing, dope. and we're like, I've been, been meaning to get a Kronk shirt, man. They make some gear, yeah, and it's fucking oh, sick. It's like you know, it's crazy yeah. Detroit boxing. Greg went in there like, no way. I'm like, who are these? Yeah. Guys? Well, it's interesting, right? So I was blown away by uh, those guys being there, and like they're like resident trainers there. Which right. is crazy, right? So I was like blown away by that fact. Um, but the funny thing is that Dermot Malone was like the mayor when we went there. He seemed to know every other person in the building. Wow, he's got like various wrestling, you know, wrestling background, and his brothers and his family because sort of comes from a wrestling family, and everybody knows everybody, and they all knew Dermot Malone. Yeah. So Dermalone was like the he was like the mayor of was the there any, MMA. Was there any tapping out? Stay woke. No one. Yes. No. No one had to tap. Wokest at least. Bay. No. No, <laughs> no one had to tap. Uh, at least that I saw. But Jerry Cooney did take a shot at Dermalone's chest. He did. Little 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 jab. He's like, hey, how you doing? Like an, act- oh, an actual oh. jab? No, no. It was, uh, it was he was just playful. A verbal jab su- or a physical jab? It, it, both. Oh, wow. Um, super nice guy though. Super yeah, nice guy. You could uh, tell. I and mean, he. Uh, 
had some wars with Larry Holmes, oh, yeah. and he broke Ken Norton's jaw. Yeah, which is no joke. No, Ken Norton was like one of the elite guys. Like you know, there's Ali, Frazier, Foreman, Ken Norton. I mean, Ken Norton was like a, towards the end of his career, fought Cooney, which tends to happen, right? Like, you know, the greats on their way out fight the next generation, yeah. and they never, never usually goes well. Um, but yeah, it broke Ken Norton's jaw. Like it ended that fight in a round. Yeah. Pretty crazy to yeah. say he did that, but it was like you know I was saying because me and Dur were talking about it, like uh, there was this the boxers in the seventies, the heavyweights in the seventies were like next level, like you know all time legends, golden era, and then there was like a little bit of a downturn mm-hmm. until Tyson, Holyfield, Lennox Lewis, Rick Ball, yeah. all those guys. Yeah. Um, but Cooney was one of the best in that like downtime. Yeah, he was absolutely yeah. man. Speaking of fighting, yeah. So the Mayweather uh, McGregor. McGregor thing coming up, and it's like. I, I really, you know, what's interesting is that I'd really, I'm really interested in the uh, perspectives of the two gentlemen that I'm sitting with. What, what? Because we really haven't talked about. We had no conversations. Okay, well, no to me, there's like this. something that like this match crystallizes for me, which is my how much I just generally don't like the UFC fandom mm. and never have, and always saw it as like. The excuse for guys to like put on party blouses and like pregame and go out and be assholes, like there was like a huge culture around act. Someone looks a little guilty. Not all of them. No, I'm not. Of course, anything I'm saying, I'm. I don't mean like if you like UFC, you're asshole. That's not what I'm saying. I totally respect the 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 science behind it, the the danger of it, the you know. If you yeah, if you if you were brought up, if you were brought up like wrestling and doing all that, I understand it. But people who are just like UFC fan, like like that, I understand. Anything I'm talking about, the mixing of martial arts. You know that alone is is an, is a cool and impressive yeah. thing, you know, for anyone who's a practitioner of it. But I I, I completely I, I'm gonna let you go, Scott. So, I agree with you. you know, I'm in a weird spot where, yeah. first of all, my grandfather was an undefeated professional boxer, right? So I love fucking boxing. Anytime there's a big match, I'm into it. Always have. It's been a long. It's it's been a drought. Yeah. You know, it's it's fallen off a little bit, and I you know I try to tell myself like a fight's a big fight, but. It's not the same. Um, but still, like, we grew up in, like, mega event. Yes. Some of the best memories are just watching mean, the fight. I mean, Tyson Holyfield. Yeah. And, you know what I mean? Like, these things were, like, yeah. they were must like, watch TV. They were on, like, Channel 7 and shit, no. right? No, no, it was like, they were on pay-per-views. They were on pay-per-view. Oh, they were. They were on pay-per-view. No, yeah. you're talking about like Ali, like some of the Ali fights and stuff were on. Were on like either closed circuit. No, yeah, closed Ali definitely. Had, closed circuit where you had to go to like a theater to see it on screen. Oh shit. Or or like some of it was like on like ABC and it was like the must-see television of the like the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like that. But no, for us it was it was for us it was HBO at first, and then once the fights became so marketable, basically post not post mid tyson sensation everything went to pay-per-view yeah and so you know to me like if you're heavyweight champion of the world to me was like the pinnacle of sports yep Mm -hmm. basically it's like you're the especially with like ali when we were kids he could still talk yeah yeah. and it was like here's the living breathing like baddest man on earth Yeah, yeah you know what i mean and so i hold on to that nostalgia and that respect I hold on to it very dearly. And so, yeah, maybe that's why I don't love, like, the whole UFC culture. But it seemed to me like there was, like, a real culture behind it that was, like, I don't know. There was, a, there was a, like, there was a lacking of the sweet science and the 
intellectual component that I thought existed in a lot of like watching boxing and commentating during boxing matches and those like Bert Sugar and that kind of guy. Yeah, like right. that that kind of thing, man. The technical aspect of it versus street fighting like lends itself to a different cultural following. I think. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. It was it's a more brutal sport, not that boxing isn't brutal, but like, you know, I've seen more skulls like actual skull in UFC, like through the head, there's the guy's skull. Mm. Like that's pretty fucking crazy. But so now there's going to be a boxing match with a, with a representative from each of these two cultures. And the thing for me is that like both of these guys are actually dirtbags. <laughs> okay. Like Mayweather beats his wife mm -hmm. and like, and I didn't realize this until, you know, recently, but like McGregor's a pretty proud racist mm. or at least like says things like he's, I'm not saying he's like, I'm a racist right. and I don't give a shit if you think I'm a racist, Sure, but he falling short of that. Like he says things that are, right. you know, there's no other way. There's no right, other way right, for right. me to claim a that. racial component to it. Right. And before that, I'm like, this guy's just a hard nosed fucking Irishman. Like what's yep. not the love. Right. Yep. But then I saw that and I'm like, ugh. Yeah. All right, now it's kind of like not that like I'm equivocating racism with beating your wife or anything like that, but like not the kind of things I yeah. want to. It's not the root for the person, right? I mean, it, like I find myself like uh, looking at that fight through the lens of like seeing uh, trying to find the positives. Yeah, right. So like that's so where for, I'm for at, example, yeah. like I think maybe, like listen, I'm a. I'm a Deion Sanders fan. I'm a primetime fan. Yeah. And I could never bring myself to root for Floyd Mayweather because I think yeah. he's that much of an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But that said, I've always I always respected the fact that I thought he was the rare example of a guy whose work ethic matched the talk. His skill. So he never, he had yeah. the skill. He had next level skill, but often guys have next level skill and they don't work hard. Yeah. Mayweather's never taken a fight off. Yeah. He's always prepared on fight night. He took the undefeated streak and all that stuff very, very seriously. Mm -hmm. And he actually, his training camps were as legit as anybody's. So, like, I always see that and I think, all right, like, you know, I give him, I'll tip my cap to him, even though I don't really enjoy watching him fight and I think he's an asshole. Yeah. Conor McGregor, I've never been into UFC either. Yeah. Um, my thing with UFC is that it always seemed a little bloodlusty for my taste. Yeah. And it was like about some sort of like strange, uh, you know, the dying of the American masculine archetype or whatever, something like that. Right. So people were holding on to that to a certain extent. And I remember working in the club and when UFC was in Atlantic city, a strange phenomenon I saw was that the fighters couldn't be nicer more laid back, humble, quiet dudes. Yeah. They like, I think I might've said this to you before. I don't know if I said it on the squad cast, but like a guy would be like, uh, have a hoodie on with his hat low and a beer. And he'd be in your ear like, man, I used to bounce like three years ago, man. I'm looking to have this beer and get the fuck out of here. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. so fucking low key, respectful, nice guys. Yeah. The fans wanted to fight as soon as they got to the club. Like <laughs> they wanted to just throw down the moment they got to the yeah. club. So it's like a strange. You do fucking nothing. <laughs> so it's a strange thing about that that culture. Now I'm not painting every fan of UFC of with not. that broader brush. And like yeah. I said, I I I respect the fighters. I respect people who uh, you know are dedicated and passionate about certain disciplines. The concept of mixing the martial arts is a very cool concept Absolutely. to me. So I respect all of that. Um, and you know, and the Conor McGregor thing is like you know I think he's like a a, a big personality. Um, you know, I, I don't even know if he's like the most elite among the UFC fighters. No, I don't not. believe he is, yeah. you know, like he, 
the dude, uh, no. the Spanish dude from California kicked his ass, Nate right? Yes. Right. So it's like, you know, I, I see that and I'm like, all right, well, like, I, I don't necessarily like know if he's the guy who should be in this fight other than the fact that he's got a huge personality. Yeah. Uh, now, I didn't know about the, the racial components of, of um, yeah, no, that stuff I only yeah. saw recently. Like, I, yeah, I didn't even realize, I didn't even realize yeah. that, but I was just kind of like, um, at a distance, it seemed like McGregor was at a distinct disadvantage in this sort of fight. And uh, it's uh, but and, and and neither guy is like easy for me to root for. It's totally disrespectful to have this fight and think that Conor McGregor can win. Right. It is literally like I the comparison I say is like oh a speedboat is fast, a Porsche is fast. Right. Let's race on the water. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. Right. And saying like I don't know. Man, yeah, the Porsche yeah. is pretty fast. It's like, no, it's going to sink. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's totally disrespectful. It right. would be just as disrespectful right, if right. Floyd Mayweather were to go into the octagon right, right, and right. try sure. to fight anyone. Sure. Sure. He'd get fucking killed. Right. This guy has never lost to a professional boxer. Yeah. Never. Yeah. They can't even hit him. Yeah. It's a money grab. It's a money grab. 60 G's, baby! That is it. It's a total money grab. And I know we're like <laughs> commentating on it, so maybe yeah. we're caught up in it. But For like. Sure. To me, we're calling it for what it is. Yeah. Whereas, like, there's people who are actually out there thinking that this could be close. There, like the the betting odds on this yeah. are not like forty to one right, right, right. Mayweather. Right. They're like he has a McGregor has better odds than like half of Mayweather's boxing opponents. Right, right. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and I mean Mayweather's like, and Mayweather's fought. And May- who the fuck is that guy? And, May- and Mayweather's fought some like. You know, legit fighters in those 49 fights. Dude, as guys who've just been guys like in a gym. Yeah, yeah. Okay, like muscle memory yeah, yeah, yeah. of doing a motion yeah. 50,000 yeah, times yeah, yeah. over. Yeah, and sure. what that does for you, yeah. right? He's fought guys who've been doing that since they were yeah, eight. of course. The same yeah, motion yeah, over, yeah, over, yeah, over, and over again. They get in the ring with a miss. <laughs> yeah, of course. What's going to happen to a guy who's like used to like... Bringing his knee up to right, his right, chin right. as he advances to something. Right, like, right. it's a completely different... And know. he doesn't defend himself either that much. I mean, you won't see McGregor have his hands up always. Like, in boxing, you, it, that it, it's everything, keeping your hands up round to round, round to yeah. round. And he's, like, kind of a showboat. Not kind of. He's a fucking showboat and a half. And it's just a money grab. That's all it's it is. It's a total money I, grab. Like, man. if you go on Facebook, there's, like, a lot of people who feel like... Now, I see people you know, who are like, well, McGregor's got a real... And I'm like, dude, it doesn't yeah. matter what he does. And I, I, feel, I kind of feel like if Floyd was in the octagon, he, he wouldn't be as at as much of a disadvantage as McGregor is in a boxing ring. The reason I say that is because, you know, there's a lot of UFC fighters who are strikers first, right? Yeah. So other than getting his head knocked off with a kick, which I'm assuming is something he's not used to, yeah. uh, the idea would be that you'd have to be able to get inside on Mayweather. And right. Mayweather being as fast as he is and being yeah. able to strike as well as he can, in theory, somebody who would shoot in on him or whatever w- could very easily get knocked out cold. It's got to be... I, even I, then, I, Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I, still, I still believe Mayweather would be at a disadvantage. Mayweather would have to learn how to prevent someone yes. from tackling yes, him. Yes, yes, yes. And that to me is like, that could take you... Sure. That would take him sure, years sure. and it's a sure. totally different... Like, yeah, that's fair. The idea that like... See, Mayweather's so good yeah. at what he does. Right. Defensive, defensive, right. Defensive counter punching, you know. It's impossible to hit him. Yeah. And he could just jab someone like all night. Like, yeah. that's what he does to guys who are boxing their yeah. lives. 
He could ma- he could literally just toy with McGregor and let it go the whole yeah, the yeah, distance yeah. Yeah, yeah. and never be threatened the whole right, time. Right, right. Have another fight for another two hundred right, 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 I do believe. I mean, I've seen Mayweather fights where he does that, where he strings oh, yeah. guys along. He's gonna figure him out first couple rounds, and that's it. He's I, just gonna be like, all right. I think he strings. I've seen him string people along. I've seen Floyd string people along into later rounds than he would have to. Yeah, for the sake of. As and he'll admit giving people their money's worth. Exactly, like he, gives and, them their money's worth. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't want to be in a brawl. He right. wants. Yes, he'll say so. like, I could just dodge punches and yeah, yeah. and beat him, yeah. you know, and hit him with a thousand jabs to yeah, his yeah. zero. Right. He yeah. doesn't get knocked out. I don't get brain damage. Yeah, yeah. exactly. He'll do fucking nothing. And granted, I can't stand him. You know, yeah. he's like which one? Both. I can't stand them both. I mostly can't stand Mayweather because almost every time he talks, it's really obvious he's an asshole. Yeah, yeah. Like sometimes McGregor talks, and it's not really well, obvious. McGregor seemed McGregor seemed to have a backstory that I liked. Yes, you know, of course. Um, yeah. I mean, they both do actually. Uh, you know, Floyd comes from nothing. Also, yeah. Um, he's got fighters in his family, but he they're very rough upbringing. So like he him being where he is is very much against the odds. Also, yep. Uh, so I tip my cap to both those guys for being where they are now. But I just. I, to me, they're not. Neither one of them are ultra likable. So it's like they're not up to the. You know, it is. They're ultra not likable enough for the fans of their respective sports. Yeah, yeah. To hate right the other right. Plus, the racial component I'm obviously sure. is oh, huge. always always huge. You know, it's always the unspoken. The that unspoken. added a good fifty mil to the payday. Yeah, it's always the unspoken. Once white. Yep. With the world we're in. Yep. But so, see, here's the thing, though. I always point this out. What's that? I always point this out, right? That Skull pointed out that there's a racial component, white guy against black guy. Entirely true. But one guy's European and one guy's American. Yeah. So wouldn't that just necessitate that the Americans, the Patriots, would Well, root, if there's one guy who's Apollo Creed in, in the perfect world. Yeah. Would root for the American. Yeah, but Apollo and Rocky were both Americans. No, I mean, but Apollo fought... When he went to fight oh, with Rocky, right, right, okay, right, right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but so in theory, right, the true patriots who put that stuff first, right, all those America first guys, they'll be rooting no, for, no, no, no. they'll be rooting for Floyd, oh, of course, no. they'll be rooting for the Americans. Well, now we're getting into dangerous territory as to what the <laughs> subtext is. Of well, of course, they'll be rooting for the American, I think, right? I think everyone knows that Mayweather's going to beat McGregor. Yeah, I don't but, know if everyone knows it. Dude, the betting on here's what, here's, just like if I look on Facebook, right? If I posted right. it on Facebook right now, like, odds McGregor can win, people would be like, I'll tell you, if he just tugs the bot, you know, like they'd come up with a one way. punch. Just one <laughs> punch. Yeah. You know? Um they, they believe. Well, see, that's like the you know, the the one punch, right? The any given Sunday ness of it all, right? Like I think that applies to boxing a lot of the time. Applies to everything. You know, but I, I don't know if it applies when you're talking about fighters of different disciplines you know i don't know if i don't know if connor's got the punch i don't know i see i don't i can't sit here and say this like some expert because i really i i barely watch ufc you know that you know i'm like not into it necessarily so like i respect the fighters and all that um and what they do but in terms of like really knowing them well i can't sit here and speak with any authority you'd have to it would be offensive to people who follow it so i'm not going to try to do that but i i would think like wow like does Connor even have a knockout punch that could knock? Floyd You'd have to. Out? Pre- you're presuming that if he if he does, you're presuming that the like the forty guys that Mayweather beat right didn't. didn't right, right. And I just find that to be right counterintuitive. I agree. You know, I think you're right. 
But uh, I'm sure we'll all watch it just for, uh, you know. Oh, just to say you did, right? Just I'll, because, I'll just watch to see it just because I miss a big... Yeah, a big event. A big boxing match. I know? mean... There's been some, like, Pacquiao Mayweather, fights. But yeah. that happened a lot later than it should have. a long time, man. It happened Both. a lot later than it should have. Yeah. The one thing I like about McGregor is he comes out to hip-hop. Well, yeah. Actually, they're both probably going to come out to hip hop, right? Didn't sure, you, you remember like Floyd? You remember Floyd Rick coming Russell out? Come you remember? Out Flo- yeah, remember Floyd coming out with Justin Bieber and Lil Wayne? Yeah, and Lil Wayne was rapping live as they came out. That's yeah, that's what I want to see. Who do they come out with? Who's going to be next? The theatrics. I want Tyson with just the uh, the black towel yes. cut off coming but, out like like with ooh. execution or something. Well, yeah. Well, my, Tyson. So you know, right? Like all these guys who do all the flashy stuff, right? Would come out with a hole with a towel. Is is his robe was a towel with a mm-hmm. hole in it. Yep. Black boots with no no branding, black shorts with no branding because that's what Jack Dempsey wore. That's what the fighters of that era wore. Customato trained him. He Mike Tyson is one of the 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 venerable scholars of boxing yeah, in the world. Yeah, that's one thing people don't know. Tyson knows he is an encyclopedia of boxing. Yes. He's seen every fight, knows every fighter's tendency, yep. who they won or lost to. He's like Wikipedia of boxing. So he was raised to be uh, like Jack Dempsey, the yeah. fighter. And the, the fighters at the turn of the century, you know, the, the Irish fighters at the turn of the century. Um, you know, and Jack, Jack Johnson was a, a champion uh, then as well. He was an African-American, a rare one, uh, you know, a rare champion in, in professional sports in, at the turn of the century, you know, Jack Johnson. Um, but those guys, remember, this is before Nike and it's before, you know, uh, what is it, Tecate? <laughs> like, yeah, you know, and all, right, and all these brands that, like, pump a lot of money into boxing and whatnot, uh, uh, those fighters, you know, weren't wearing anybody's branding. It was like plain generic black shorts, plain generic black boots, and that's why Tyson wore what Tyson wore, which is awesome. Yeah, you know these guys are gonna come out all dazzled. Of out. course, of course, with a tattoo of a gambling website on their back. Everything. <laughs> that darkness of, of of being KO'd stiff, and you will taste it again. Well, um. <laughs> you know. I, I, I both of the guys talk a good talk, you know they talk a good talk but and obviously you know have backed it up to some extent they're among the very best of what they do in the world they, you know Floyd being arguably the best pound for pound fighter ever and undefeated uh, and they're good at marketing themselves they're too. incredible at marketing themselves and that's mm-hmm. the thing Floyd is no fool and the same thing with Connor they understand what the end game is you know they're probably buddies. You never know. Yeah, yeah. Probably, but They probably were sitting in a room like this somewhere, and they're like, you know what? Mm-hmm. You know what would fucking make yeah. us... Fisticuffs. A lot of fisticuffs. A little bit of fisticuffs could make a lot of dough. from? Yeah. Conor McGregor's Googling it. <laughs> that, would, that, would that really shock anyone? Come on. In 2017, if they're no. buddies, and this is something that All they... All athletes are friends This now. is something that they cooked up in a strip club, you know, yeah. Yeah. three years ago? No way would that surprise you. You're me. getting paid 100 mil. I'll get paid 100 mil. Yeah. Let's talk. Let's yeah. sit down. How do you feel about uh, Westbrook getting Paul George to play with for a year? Did he? I did not see that. You didn't know that, huh? No. He just traded Paul George to oh, okay, play with Westbrook for one year. See, I was hoping that a lot of the players would go to the East. They've all gone to the West, man. To eventually compete. To get you know to the, the Sixers uh, are like the Golden third State. best team in the East now. Sixers, Sixers are going to be interesting. Sixers look yeah. legit. Sixers are going to be interesting. The Celtics are going to be okay again. The Pacers are going to suck. Pacers so are going like, to suck. Whatever, done with basketball. Great. It's like what are the teams this this year coming up that you would actually pay to watch? No, in the East and where's, the West. Where's Mello? Where's Mello going to end up? 
Is Melo going to end up Cleveland on the Cavs? Cleveland or Houston, they say. I think it would be dope if he's on the Cavs. I think people will sleep on how good Melo is uh, when surrounded by the right guys. He'll dominate. Man. I hope he goes to the Cavs. It would be dope if he's on they the They need Cavs. another piece of that puzzle. I'd like to see him on the Cavs. People, I, like I said, LeBron's not Jordan. He's magic. You know, so the idea of having like a lethal scorer with him, you know, a uh, uh, conscious, lots, conscienceless gunner. Lots like, of wide open shots. Yes, <laughs> lots of wide open shots. Lots of lots of wide open shots. So I kind of feel like that would uh, instead re- of Shumpert, it'll yeah, be, uh, Oh yeah, like I said, there were points. There were points. There were points. There were points in that series where I would see. Uh, LeBron give up the ball to like uh, Shumpert Fred. and yeah or uh, yeah or Tristan Thompson. I'm just like, dude, they, yeah. need they would never touch the ball again. No, there'd be there'd be times where I'm like, thank God they put Richard Jefferson. Oh in. yeah, for sure, <laughs> for sure. And that's because at least he'd like make a play. Yeah, yeah. If you're going against shooters. You got to have shooters. You know. And I, I think people a... like people don't realize like if you look at like Melo on the Dream Team. Phew, that was, was the like, best performance I've ever seen. Like where I literally had to text people while it was happening because yeah, yeah. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. He was pulling up 15 feet behind the line, like every possession, 20 mm. possessions in a row. He had a fucking three. Surrounded by all the best players, and and Melo was like the go-to guy. And it's like I, I feel like you know with LeBron with the ball in his hands and Melo on the wing and LeBron and all the attention that he draws, a guy like Melo will just, in theory, could just light it up. You yeah. know, and I think he's Make done it before. Easy. Yeah. There was so. a big damper on him in New York with, like, the GM and oh, everything dude. like that. Well, dude, just... what guy who's come to New York hasn't it been? You, what guy who's a total star and a stud comes to New York and it's not just a travesty? It's, it's like... Name me. Name me one. There's too much media scrutiny on, like, a daily Starks? basis. No, yeah, but Starks guys... wasn't a star before he got to the Knicks. No. Starks became a star Well, I mean, we have to go back to the 70s, but that was yeah, back but when, that's like, crazy. the team, like, had good players and yeah. good coaches yeah. and, like, but a I, good I mean, organization. But, like, look at, like, A-Rod. Oh yeah, right? I mean, there's so many of those yeah. kind of guys who come. Like uh, when Stefan, when Stefan left left the Timberwolves, he was like the best point guard in the NBA. He came to the the Nets and then the Knicks, and it was just like it got worse and worse. It's like yeah. one coming home isn't always a great idea, and then two guys coming uh, to New York to play under that spotlight. Sometimes they're better off in Seattle or Denver. You know, away from that spotlight, just shining, as opposed to tra- like being, uh, you know, under the magnifying glass. It's not, not everybody suited for that. No, I'm interested to see this guy that they picked up from France, the po- this uh, point guard. You never know, man. Because those guys play he could overseas, be the worst you player know ever, nothing about them. Could be Tony Parker. Like, yeah, you don't have any idea. Right. And those, right? And I always, but I always say the thing that you know, a lot of those guys have going for them is that they're playing pro ball when they're like 15 against huge, bulky, yeah. seven foot dudes who just throw elbows at your neck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They play physical in Europe way more than over here, where everyone's. A string being shooting yeah, yeah. at half court. So those guys were like pretty developed, uh, not just in terms of skill, but in terms of like experience yeah. when they're young. You know what I mean? So like, it's possible that you know anyone, any player could come out of Europe and and be a stud, but you just never know. We're gonna do a sharp turn here now that we've Oof. covered GSPN. Oof, sharp like cheddar. Fuel for the fire. Ooh, four forty four. 444, new Jay-Z album yeah. came out for Greg's birthday. It did. How, <laughs> ni- how nice of hope. Uh, yeah. Trying to do talk, to me, talk to me about it. Like go tell me what album. you think. It is kind of like a comment. Well, no ID. Yep. No ID on the boards. Uh, no, no feature. I-, I think what it sounds no like. No ID, who's uh, Kanye's mentor. Mm. Um, and the er- Ooh, er- Shots fired early, Kanye. Early yeah, producer. The there are shots fired. And er- producer of uh, R- Resurrection. Oh, yeah. Common Resurrection, one of the... the 
in my opinion, like one of the very best uh, rap albums ever. Um, but yeah, No ID, just like a very much underrated producer, uh, produced the entire album. A short yeah. album goes quick. Yeah. It goes oh, yeah. quick, man. Mm -hmm. yeah. How many tracks is it? Is it even ten? It's not it's ten, right? 10. Is it ten? I think there's three more coming. They said it'll oh, okay. be a part of like a bonus thing. Okay, because I've only. Uh, it just seems like I listened to it and and the last song, no, the last four forty four is like, the oh, last song. I was like, I put this on for a workout and uh, it doesn't it doesn't last yeah, the workout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's true. But that's like the the kind of thought process, but behind a classic album, mm -hmm. like after Illmatic. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, I, you stop me think about it. Omatic's ten tracks. Uh, Yeezus was ten tracks, um, and was a lot more. And then recruitment went in and yeah, like, like minimalized it. it. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and now you can see like, uh, I don't know how many, how many's uh, Kendrick. Damn, is that, is that as many tracks? Uh, it's got some more than it's okay. more than ten, okay. but I don't, it's not like a nineteen right, or right. like on that range. And there's like sketch skits and right. stuff like that. So I don't know how many songs it actually is, but the, that's a the brevity the brevity of uh, of uh, four forty four. There's not there's not a lot of fat to trim. You know what I mean? It's, that's all by design. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. And it's like in, very introspective. Jay Z talk about his mom. His mom being a lesbian. Talking about. Uh, cheating on Beyonce and almost completely yeah, fucking like, his life up. Like when he's saying like uh, they had like stillborn babies because he wasn't ready yeah, for it yet. It's fucking crazy. And it was like her body rejecting him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's it's heavy. like it's heavy. underground hip hop. It's basically like to me that what it sounded was like he's so successful that he doesn't have to. He no longer has to worry about the caricature of himself right. that exists. Right. Well, and maintaining like this facade of being like the best rapper ever and everything and you know but you wonder like how much like uh i feel like certain certain guys i think kanye to some extent i think kendrick's recent album right i think a lot of the music recently has freed up jay-z in a way that he because remember like the line uh I tried rapping like common sense and I only sold whatever, yeah, however so many million. Mill and I have been common sense. Yeah, or yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. You know, and it's like, I think back in the day he rejected the thought of making an album like this because it, because it was, it, it didn't adhere to the blueprint. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. No, he yeah. was always trying to do something different and sound different. Right. And he was thinking more along the lines of business. Right. Sort and of formulaic. And you, you could always tell that the intellectual capacity was there. Yeah, for sure. And the, the moments of depth would be peppered throughout his music. But it was just as much like him going to a producer, to Timberland, and being like, all right, what are your 10 best beats? Yeah, yeah. What are your, you, give me the best banging beats you have. Yeah, yeah. I need a club hit to carry this album. Yeah, yeah. And so you get three or four of those. And like, you know, there's definitely moments. It's not like he, this is out of left field. You know what I mean? Like, I could put together, so could you, yeah. a, a different album of old Jay-Z songs yeah, yeah. that's just as... Oh, for sure. Um, you know, from like Lucky Me yeah. to, you know, yeah. some lesser known tracks. But... Uh, regrets. It, it was, regrets and reasonable doubt. It was just less about like unfiltered bravado Yeah. yeah. Oh, for the sure. sake of bravado. Yeah, yeah. You know? So that was refreshing, and it's time. Like it, it's a little ridiculous to keep hearing the same thing over and over and over and over and over from someone. Well, you, you know? feel like uh, 
I, I've I've heard a lot of people refer to it as, as grown ass man rap. Yeah, which is like you know, him. Hopefully, you don't have to wait till you're like forty five to be like, right. well, I should treat my wife good. Well, what's interesting <laughs> you know what though? I mean? What's interesting though, right? Is that like I, I saw like people. Fifty Cent was kind of trolling a little of bit, course. right? That it was like golf course music and stuff like that, right? And I, but you know what it reminded me of, man? And it's like a cultural thing. It's a it's a masculine thing it's a it's an athletic Absolutely. it's an athletic thing it yeah. can also be uh cultural as it relates to race right yep. but i felt like there's a little bit of a layer of smart shaming going on of course right in that um oftentimes you've heard it said that like uh um you know, a man could, to be smart, there there was a layer of weakness or softness to you, right, yep. if you were developed intellectually. And uh, I kind of felt like 50 Cent was getting at that. I felt like he was kind of smart shaming either Jay-Z or Jay-Z's audience. Well, that would definitely be the street perspective on, like, a 17-year-old kid who wrote right. the same album. Right. From where 50 Cent or from where right. Jay-Z is right, from. Right, right, right. Right, for sure. You know? Like, sure. oh, you're emotionally mature and sensitive, well, then you're vulnerable. Right. And that facade isn't an accident that he has spent right. his whole right. life protecting. Right. Because if there's a chink in the armor, right. then there's a, a, a way to attack him. Sure. And he could fall. Right. You know? And you know, like... I, I, and isn't it sad that it took, like, till he was 46 and almost having a billion dollars yeah, and marrying oh, sure. Beyonce to yeah. finally be like... Yeah. Okay, I'm safe yeah, now. Yeah, I can let, let I can <laughs> let, get let my guard point. down a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Now I can tell you what yeah, I'm yeah. thinking. There's like a, a famous thing where it was like, uh, or not famous, but I just stuck in my memory upon hearing four four four. Yeah. Where he was talking to like one of the young guns, or like an interview, and they were like writing a writing verses. Like, that was when he was Philly obsessed. Jay Z yeah. went through a Philly phase. Oh, yeah. Remember? Yeah, absolutely. Or all, he, all he signed were like these Philly yep. acts to, yep. to stay street. Yeah, that's true. <clears throat> yeah. And uh, they were, like, in an office somewhere, like, writing, like, a verse or something like that. And it was like, nope, can't use that verse. Nope, can't use that verse. Nope, can't use that verse. And we're, like, just throwing verses in the trash because they were honest mm. and real. And they're like, no, that can't be on the album. That can't mm. be in. Can't wow. be that. And they're, like, talking to each other, like, Ima imagine someday if we could write, like, what we wanted to say. Wow. <laughs> right, because, like, it, so they had to write, like, stuff with gangster bravado. Oh, and yeah. if they were talking about like any right. sort of like deep fear introspection or, or fear or yeah. that sort of stuff, that was like, you know, and it's then funny. Then they were right? a bitch. And it's funny, right? Because it's like, you know, you know, like my taste personally, like I, I, I kind of err on the side of Mob Deep as opposed to like Chance the Rapper. Yeah. It's just mm -hmm. whatever, for whatever reason, right? But the funny thing is, right, that you look back on it all and like we were talking about the infamous a few weeks back and w one of the things that I think, um, is lost on some people, right? Is the fact that, like, you know, there's a lot of that tough talk on the infamous, but it's never that's all that it's most never glorified. Yeah, and in many ways, it made you feel like these guys were so anxious and on edge. Yeah, and that they felt their Paranoid. life their life slipping away from them. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Like there was a lot of that, you know. And there's like drink away the pain. There's yep. like stuff on there that's like uh, there's way more depth. Than a lot Absolutely. of like you know typical gangster yeah. rap. There's way more depth than like diplomatic immunity. No offense there, because I know that's like I, Sco, I Sco said diplomatic immunity uh, a few weeks back, uh, last last on the last Squadcast, and it made me think of Dirt Malone and Cameron and the Dipset. 
Um, wearing pink. But that's not a shot. I, I like that shit, too. I like that shit, too. But I'm saying, like... I listen for production. Like I'm all about production. No, I understand. Yeah, I like... Dude, I like that album. I like Joel Santana and yeah, all those guys. Banks. At their best. At their best. So you want to know the reason for 444? Do you know why it's called 444? I know he wrote that track at 444 in the morning, but I didn't know there was... Complex did an interview with both uh, Jay-Z and Beyonce, and she said, my birthday is on the 4th. My mother's birthday is on the 4th. My husband, Jay-Z, birthday is on the 4th. And we got married on the 4th of April, which is the 4th month. How about that? And then Jay-Z said, because the song 444 is 4 minutes and 44 seconds, he's a, he said, it's a song I wrote, and it is the crux of the album, just right in the middle of the album. And I woke up literally at 444 in the morning to write the song. So it became the title of the album and everything. It's a title track because it is such a powerful song, and I just believe one of the best songs I've ever written. Nice. So There's a lot of 444s and connections there. in their life. Well, I think a lot of people would point to that there's like layers of numerology because they're part of the Illuminati. What do you well, think clearly, about that, Mark? I mean, come yeah. on. There's, there's <laughs> that layer. <laughs> I figured that was a given. Yeah. Illuminati. That's so funny. Yeah. What do you? How do you feel about that, Dirt? I feel like you've got to have some Illuminati gems. I just hold up the Illuminati symbol. DDT, Diamond Dallas Page. <laughs> there you go. But see, so the, the diamond from DDP, uh, which was also used by Jay-Z for the Rockefeller dynasty. Yep. Yeah. Put your diamonds in the air. Is also Illuminati symbolism, we believe. Is that, is that what you're going to tell me? They hang out. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, I've been told, I've been told on, on Facebook, right, that like... Um, that they're all Satanists, Jay Z, Kanye, they're all Satanists, and clearly that like, that like uh, Jesus walks is full of all of this like uh, I don't know like symbolism. And well, they went and did a Illuminati video. One of Jay Z's videos has like every Illuminati supposed imagery that there is, almost like trolling that whole crowd wow. who were saying that he's Illuminati. Right, right. It's not. I forget. I'm trying to think what album is it, it on to the next one. Was yes. It, is okay. it a, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like really crazy. It's all black and white. It's really well done. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. really well done. Yeah. That whole, every image in that is like from like a YouTube conspiracy video. Wow. And it, so it just made that minds explode. So do you think that people were trolling and saying they're Illuminati and then he was like, you know what, I'm just going to do this yeah, in the music probably. video? Like the idea that like Kanye West it, is in the Illuminati. Right. That like, that his agenda lines up with like oil barons. <laughs> Well, yeah, well, that's the thing, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, it's 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 laughable almost, right? Because it's like um, the idea. Well, and I think it's funny, right? It's interesting because um, you have artists who uh, have become moguls, right? And it's like, but even like Jay-Z, you know, if he's worth a billion dollars, that's Nothing. peanuts compared to yeah. people who would be in the Illuminati if there was such a thing. I mean, like, you know, you look back and there's, like, you know, um, conversations about how, like, four families, five families could have started the entire uh, depression yeah, by pulling their money out of the market. Oh, That's yeah. all it would have taken. And, like, whether that actually happened or not, right, like, uh, them, like, saying fuck you to the federal government and pulling their money out of the market and then the market crashing, right? could mm -hmm. be done by, like, a few guys in a room because they yep. had all the money, the Rockefellers and Carnegie's and those sort of families, right? So, like, if there is an Illuminati, like, it would be those guys. And the idea that, like, these guys who are entertainers who have built incredible businesses off of their own work and their own names, like, 
they're still not even in the stratosphere, same stratosphere as these these other guys. So that's the other thing. But like, there's like a lot of interesting stuff that went down. Like I told you how strange how I felt like I had stepped it like you know into an alternate realm when. Uh, oh shit, we're getting deeper. Where like uh, that dude, the dude, uh, the Infowars. Infowars, the Alex Jones dude, right? Uh, okay, just... was defending Kanye. Do you remember oh, this? Well, I mean... That that the 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 idea that you know these you know kind of <laughs> like whack job conspiracy theorists um, were putting out there was that um, when Kanye kind of melted down mm-hmm. and was defending Trump on stage, right? And then soon thereafter had a nervous breakdown or whatever, right? Um, around the same time when his uh, wife had been taken hostage in in, in Paris and all that, right? Oh, that it was music. all related to a plot to silence. Him. Yes, because he had like broken away from whatever the had uh, gone clear. Yes, yes, he had <laughs> gone like there that that he, that he's supposed to be in a certain box and have certain beliefs and promote certain values yeah. and ideas and then all of a sudden when he was speaking against that stuff yeah like so like the, the the idea was that like when he was like uh hospitalized for you know like having a nervous breakdown that that was forced that was against his will like that was not like like he was not a party to that he was taken off the streets he's too dangerous like michael jackson and like you know i don't know but that's <laughs> I do. Yeah. No, it's crazy yeah, yeah. talk. Yeah. But it's crazy talk. But it's like, it's very interesting to see like how all of a sudden like people from like one walk of life would all of a sudden be like defending Kanye. Like that was, oh, yeah. that was a little yeah. X-Files music-ish. Well, is yeah, it like, crazy like, talk or is it or? real? The truth is out there, Dirt Malone. Oh, this is the techno version. <laughs> yeah. Is that your ringtone? Remember callback <laughs> ringtones? Like, please enjoy this callback ringtone while your party is reached. So Alex Jones, re- so NASA this week had to deny that they had uh, ch- uh, enslaved children on Mars. Wow. Because that was his newest. His latest theory. His, his latest, latest theory. Whopper. His latest doozy. It's a doozy. There's this weird thing that's going on with the internet where like the crazy guy in each town, right? There's like one crazy guy in each town in the whole entire world. And they used to open their mouth to like, Try to say something crazy, someone else, yeah. and they, the, everyone else would be like, "You're crazy, man!" <laughs> and now they only talk to each other yeah, online. Interesting. And they're like, "You know what, man? That yep. makes total sense." And thus we have <laughs> the resurrection of flat Earth. Yep. yep I just right. saw this thing. This guy's yeah. like, "Of course, each one of these dudes has like a thousand YouTube vids." Mm-hmm. And is printing money from T-shirts and DVDs and book sales. Yep. All these people who had these uh, eureka moments. This guy Smart. said, "Capitalize on Kyrie Irving believes I know. in the flat Earth." I know. I don't understand. Like I said, go up in the atmosphere if you can get up there, and then just look up at there. the bend of the Earth. Oh yeah. Or just they, they like they asked the guy. So if you walk to the edge of the Earth, what would happen? Right. <laughs> He's like, well, I've never been to the edge of the earth. All right. Maybe there's a reason. Where is it located, pal? Yeah. That would be like the perfect proof to end this debate. Just take a Put him in a fucking boat. Put him in a plane. Put him in a boat. (laughs) Put him in a boat and eventually you're going to fall right off. A whole lap. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's all it would take is a lap. Do you think it's possible? (laughs) I'm fucking bugging out. Do you think it's it's possible, Dirt Malone, that the earth is flat? 
putting them on the spot. Like a dish. Well, I have a theory on this. Hit me. Let me tell you what I think. Hell no, the earth is not flat. Come right. on, motherfucker. All right. All right. Dirt Malone. The Honorable Dirt Malone has rendered <laughs> this It's come out against Kyrie case Irving. Closed. It's come out against Kyrie Irving. So you oh, and yeah. Kyrie Irving now have an official beef. That's a beef. <laughs> Sounds like a beef to me, my friend. You got to fight in the street. I'll fucking take him out. Stay right here. Stay, Stay right, right here, Kyrie. <laughs> Kyrie takes off the ankle brace. Get dead to me. <laughs> Go get my uncle. Speaking of fuel for the fire, I don't know if you saw the last episode of Twin Peaks. I'm like uh, three episodes behind now. Well, you need to catch up. Okay. Because I, my enthusiasm was waning. Yeah. It's becoming tedious. I had gone through some waning. Mm. I w- I'd waned. Okay. Let's say the whole thing was 50 hours long. Okay. And the only hour Spoiler was the alert. most recent episode of Twin yes. Peaks. It would be worth it. Wow. An entirely different art form. Wow. Just total fucking insanity. Uh, there's like there's a 10-minute atom bomb detonation sequence wow in which you're taken inside of an atom bomb as it's exploding in like 1953 wow for 10 minutes and yes. it's and it's without giving anything away without trying not alerting, to give anything away how is it relevant to anything is it, it is it, it is related okay i'll say it's it might be related to the birth of evil interesting or it might have done something to the world. Interesting. But it's 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 like uh, reminiscent of like the last ten minutes of two thousand and one: A Space Odyssey. Wow. But in a crazy David Lynch. Wow. You're in paintings. All right. Here, for here's a question. Forty minutes of the hour. Right, here's the question. And for it's you. awesome. Here's the question. And it makes sense. Also, without giving anything else away. Yes. Is there any emergence of a hero? There's a character that I'm waiting to actually become the character that he once was so, on the show. Does that ever happen? No, but not because you're stuck watching this hero in his coma-like <laughs> doofusness. <laughs> it's not hours and hours of, okay, that, good. of, of that more. This okay. was almost like an 40 minutes of backstory. Okay. Wow. So, like, going back decades. All right, I got to catch up. On a dolly painting. It's 40 minutes of a dolly painting. Wow. Well, there was a little bit of that in one of the episodes I saw where it's like the the uh, Asian woman whose eyes were covered. Yes, it's 40 minutes of that. Oh, that's intense. Oh, and but dude, but like, so like I got a text. It's uh, uh, an Andalusian dog. So, yes, it's, there uh, you go. You know, like 40 minutes of that. Yep. Yeah, look, well, look that up. YouTube that, Dirt Malone, an Andalusian dog. So as you probably could guess, every person I've ever met, I've basically forced. Anyone who's known me more than three months, yeah. I've forced to watch Twin Peaks. Yeah. Everyone went to high school with, college since then, right? Yep. And so I get texts. I got a text that was like, what the fuck, man? Hold on. Like, I'll actually find it awesome. and read it. Okay. Hold on one second here. Give me some uh, theme music there, Dirt. What do you got? What do you got on cue? It's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of pressure. Manning the boards. There's a lot of pressure that comes with that. That's it. <laughs> That's all you get. Dude, what the fuck was that? It was nonsense. I think I get it, but it was too much. Okay. <laughs> so I got that, and immediately I was like, oh, this is going to be good. Anytime I, anyone I know is like, this, yeah. is, good. this is total fucking Now you had gotten that, and you were watching, or you weren't yet watching? I hadn't yet watched oh, it. Oh, awesome, awesome, awesome. So I'm like, 
Immediately, it like moved to the top. Right, of well, my I'm gassed right now. I'm gassed right now just by hearing you speak with certain. And to me, it made sense. Okay. I don't think it's like that complicated. What episode are you? Have you watched? That's probably like eight. Oh shit! Because I think I'm like three in, so I got a lot of catching up to Oof. do. No, but you watch like the first three in one sitting. Or oh, okay, okay, okay. The first week you watched like three. Okay, I did. So right. you've, if you've watched any since then, okay. So I can't maybe, promise I might be, you there won't at, be any more tedious maybe I'm Dougie like, in your life. Maybe I'm at like five then. I think this is like the, because it was a week, they had a week off because of 4th of July. Okay. So this is like the halfway point. Okay. And this was like the, the tipping point. The hiatus finale event. Okay. All right. So we're halfway there. I mean. I didn't love a lot of I'm what I've seen, uh, I, but the last episode, I'm like, all right, let's do this. Yeah, I just find, I find myself watching it like stu- riveting. Stupid. Prior to that, though, all right, well, that's good because I need some riveting because yeah. I find myself watching it just sort of stu- it's, stupefied. It's the reward for enduring. Yeah, it's a strong word. Not enduring. No, but, that's kind of close. <laughs> it's yeah, still right. very random though. Throughout like the first couple of episodes, we're just like, what is going on? It's not as random. It's just more tedious. Like mm. if when you know someone is like making a protein shake and it's one shot and it takes 10 minutes you're like okay i get it and he's like slowly scooping the powder in <laughs> slowly scooping, and it's literally 10 minutes you're like, well i like but here's the thing though like i like i do enjoy stuff like that's not perfectly suited for like a typical audience yeah so like when films end and there's not like a clear you know, package being wrapped up in a bow. I like yeah. that. Yeah. So, like, I, if if we're watching something like when people are like, "Oh yeah, that show, it's slow," I'm like, "Ooh, I might like that." Because <laughs> like, I don't, I don't necessarily need like, you know, fireworks every thirty seconds well, to keep I'll me keep spoiler. me locked in. And wait, wait, just and the other thing is that. So like, I don't like stuff like like you're saying like ten minutes of, you know, uh, footage to show me some very mundane thing that really doesn't wait like have any impact like yeah that gets annoying but at the same time like i kind of just like the fact that somebody's doing that yeah you know it's like a it's like elevated trolling as an art right sort of in some way yeah yeah. you know but it elicits a weird reaction it's true uh you'll meet diane ah interesting that's my little my little well seeing duchovny was good do you see duchovny again i I have not seen him since okay that was dope though that was dope everyone at home right now is like What's what going on? Fuck. They're just like, dude. There's little people, there's giants. Yeah. There's people covered in soot. The fire walk with of... me is enough. It's, it's enough. a lot like that. Warp my mind. The, do you remember the lore of David Lynch's The Woodsman? He sort of featured in the last episode. Wow. Yes. All right. Some dude in the woods. I think he goes like this. Well, all right, I'm freaked out. I'm creeped out. Lumberjacked. Creeping out, bro. Creeped out. I'm freaking out, man. Yeah, tell it's Derbalone. Tell me you've ever seen anything as fucked up as the the fucking frame in the girl's bedroom and she goes into the wall in her dream. In the hallway. It's creepy. The creepiest shit I done ever saw. That's like the same thing I was talking about before. It's movies that are very bloody and gory don't scare me. Mm. It's the creepy. Surrealist fucking, yeah. Planting you know. a seed inside your brain, Yeah, bro. that'll Dude, have you running up the uh, basement yeah, steps with no sure. lights on quick. For sure. They're all following you, man. For sure. The Illumin- Illuminatus Maximus. Dirtiest thing you ate this week. Dirtiest 
Fourth of July weekend, lots of dirt. Sardine smoothie. I hear there's a lot of dirt in the <laughs> sardine smoothie. That's fair. Fourth of July, everything was dirty fountains. and amazing. <laughs> We're talking deserts. Well, I, I all right. I mean, so I so I had uh, fried something. Well, Dirt Maloney, you had you had a slice of this cake. I did have a slice of that Birthday delish cake. cake. Yep. If you will, Mr. Greg, it was a was it a yellow cake? Yellow cake, my favorite. And it's yellow. got a. A bunt cake, the old school bunt. Wow, it's got like a, I got a person for bunts if you like bunts. All right, it's got like a vanilla icing with Oreos, creme ches icing, creme ches with uh, Oreos mm. intertwined with it on the Just yellow a cake. Beautiful with, marriage, and then the mm. yellow cake embedded with mini chocolate chips and chocolate chip cookie dough. Cookie dough. That was the cake. Like not well done cookie dough. Like perfectly. Gooey, greatness. yes, a very cr- crumbly, a very crumbly cake. The stuff your mom eats out of the fridge when you're not looking. Delicious that you eat though. your mom's though. That you eat. I doubt. <laughs> I doubt Mama pulls yeah, these like, cookie dough. I couldn't even think of like the cliche trope of like the mom eating cookie. Like, wait, no, I, don't. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, when your mom's stoned at three a.m. Yeah. Watching WWF. <laughs> Dogs talking to you. <laughs> maybe that's not your mom. Maybe hey, that she watched. Maybe that was you, bro. You porn for two hours. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, that was the she bomb. Porn. That was the bomb cake that uh, Tara made me. I'm trying to think if so I. So good. I had a lot of stuff off the grill. You know, there's some grilling going on, but nothing, nothing obscene. The, nice. the typical stuff. I'm trying to think anything dirty, really dirty beyond the cake. I gotta think about it. There, Malone. Smoked meats, got the smoker going. Um, went crabbing. Nice. I went crabbing wow. over the weekend. Wow. And guzzled up about 26 of them suckers. Mm. The thing about crabbing is you got to go early. The earlier you go, the more you catch. It's like anything else. Do you have, like um, <laughs> do you have traps? No, you know what you do is what you get a poacher? line. You Are get you a, a line, right? And then you just put I believe like that's a, a, federal crime. a piece so of let's chicken not, back. Let's not... Uh, not, yeah, don't don't admit to poaching. I know everything there's no about crab, and you come to me, I'll tell you where to All go. Right, so what do you do? So go ahead. So Walk you have a boat, this. right? Or you okay. rent a boat, or okay. you go off the dock, and you have a line, and on the on the end of the line is like a little weight, and you take bunker, which is a cut in half piece of fish frozen. But what really works, Trump. and people don't know, and I'll give you the inside scoop, all you crabbing advocates out there. Okay. Chicken back. Okay. You want to go to your Polo Tropical, you, you want to go to one of those supermarkets and get okay. chicken back, put them on the line, they go right after it. Interesting. But not a chicken thigh. No. They're, 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 it's a waste. It's something about the chicken back that they really like. So you got to slowly, methodically pull this rope up without inducing too much vibration. And then right when you see it, shrimp, how, scoop it with how, the net. How many are on there? You could probably get three. But usually it's just one or two, and then one's like smaller because it's the baby or something, and then you scoop up the, uh, the mom or dad. breaking up crab families. And they got to be about five inches tip to tip, and then you can throw them in the busket and then uh, steam them. How, uh, so how many did you did you pull out that day? We we had 26 keepers. We probably pulled out about 50. Wow. Which is a lot. It's a lot. The seaside. Wow. But yeah, I love crabs. Uncle Stan? Was he in yeah. on that? Uncle Stan and the fiance. We were we were wow. out there. You had her out there crabbing? Yeah, dude. Wow. She gets... I'm usually salivating by the end of every wow. episode. Wow. So yeah, the dirtiest thing I would you say is crabs. You anything dirty. <laughs> you crabs and smoked meats. Yeah, like, that's that's, that's like a keto diet. Let me tell you what I had. Because, <laughs> yeah, that's like, you can have that on a Tuesday and not yeah. fuck anything up. 
I had something called a brookie, which oh, is a brownie, brownie cookie with the top layer of the brownie is made out oh, of cookie. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Brookie yeah. with ice, Ben ice and cream. Jerry's nice banana something. Good for you. A Bob Marley one uh, love, I, I think Bob it's Marley. called. Yeah, I saw the Bob Marley. Damn good. Wow. Damn good. Wow. Sick yeah, I was, was a little off the wagon for a couple of days. That's, dude, it's what it's all but about. But I got this. back on. You, I got back on. I, I clawed my way back onto the, the wagon. Did I immediately did, got right? Did off. I get thrown <laughs> off of it? It didn't even slow down to let me off. It just <laughs> full speed fell off the wagon. But uh, I'm I'm good with it. Yeah, I like I I'm trying to think if I ate anything like really obscene. I had like a Ben and Jerry streak going where I might have had Ben and Jerry's like three days in a row. Something like that over the holiday weekend. Yeah, you know. Jealous. How easily can how easily can, are you able to crush a pint? Mm. Or you can't finish. Well, a pint? see, I don't, I don't get the Ben and Jerry's. I go to the local ice cream store, Petrucci's, oh. which is right by me that I my like buddy Petrucci's. owns, and I just go in on some soft serve. Nice. Okay. Because the walk away. I mean, a pint is. But a I would crush a pint, no problem. Okay. I can crush pint. I just choose not to. You choose moderation. I do, but there's also, then there's the threat, and it makes no sense, because it's the same quantity of ice cream. Okay. But it's like, well, wait, if I have half, well, then I have half left. Right. And then it becomes two Okay. Two ice cream meals, Eating even occasions. though it's the same amount. Right, right. Yeah. I don't want to wake up, like, sometimes I can't, I'll be like, I don't want it in the house tomorrow. Oh, for sure. So, we, so I'm eating it now. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That's like part of it. Like, let me just crush this, and then it's it's gone. And then I didn't do it, have it two days, even though true. it's the same I amount. I understand. Sure. It makes it really. Does that make? I mean, I can, the psychology of it makes right. sense. But is there any? There's no scientific. Not to Greg, it that makes no sense. No, no, no. I, listen. First <laughs> of all, I respect the moderation. The uh, second is uh, secondarily. Um, I mean, so instead of having. 1,200 calories of ice cream that day. You had 600 on one day and 600 on another day. You know, it's probably better. Um, see, I'm worried, like, I think part of it, too, is like, well, would I rather ruin one day or two? Right, sure. And what will be the fallout right. of the decision the next day? Right. You know? Oh, understood. It doesn't take, sometimes I'm like, if you have, like, leftover food and it's, like, not the cleanest food. Right. I'm like, that's the thing, though. Oh, I like, had a meatball parm. Also, ooh, dude. good for you. From a really we have good... footage of you guys talking about ice cream to each other. We have a audio clip. Really? Look at the day. I got you some ice cream. Look at day and ice cream. That's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's so, not so not so that so far so off. Sounds just like right. It's pretty. It's pretty accurate. It's pretty accurate. <laughs> I will come bearing gifts of ice cream or cookies. I've been known for that. That's why we. That's why we hang out with you. That's it's true. I. Uh, oh my God! Hold what? on. Before you say anything, you ate something incredible. I had the Oreos, okay. but they had the Fourth of July ones that well, had yeah, like these little pop that? rocks in them. Is that what they were? But pop you rocks don't get them? the pop rock sugary taste. It just like pops in your mouth afterward. Okay. And I couldn't stop eating them because you get that sensation where it's just you know the, the pop rocks in your mouth. I but saw it had no pop rock flavor. I saw, I saw so it was like you're just you eating feel? an Oreo with the pop rock sensation. That's weird. And I was like, holy shit, these are great. I saw them, but I didn't I didn't know what that's, to make of it really all. That's really strange. Yeah, I was like, if there's really pop rocks in them, I, I don't want them. Like but it was just like an unflavored pop rock sensation, right. and they were fucking great. So the firework, fireworks were going off in your mouth. That yeah. was the whole idea. Crushed two they sleeves. They were fireworks Oreos. Two and that sleeves. made you want to keep, and you couldn't stop eating them because of that. Interesting. 
when the milk was over too i just fucking kept going can you imagine if that starts becoming like a thing where they're like try the new sour cream and onion crackles <laughs> like, <laughs> like oh, i can see it because it's addictive yeah. and they just start putting it in burgers <laughs> Well, it's like another layer of sensation that you're not used right, to when yeah, eating. It's overwhelming your brain. Yeah. It's like, Fuck it. See, that was like the highlight of the dirtiness. That's, that's a pretty good one. I was going to say, because that was like a keto diet. That yeah. You were following. No, no, I'm not knocking it. Crap. Now I want I'm something sour it. cream and onion. I'm like, it doesn't take much. Yeah, man. Sour cream and onion. In the back bomb. of my mind, there's like a Pringles can opening. Hey. We should open up our own little restaurant where we just fucking just put all this shit different shit like. together. I wanted to, years ago, I wanted to have this uh, stoner delivery service in New York mm. City. Call I might it, even told you about this I don't at some know. point. Call we it munchies? Did we talk about this together? Where like, you just say what your budget is. Right. And you have no say in what gets delivered to you. Mm. You know? And, and like just, just a grab bag. Nice. You know? 18 bucks worth of fucking... New Yorkies. So. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck? That sounds amazing right now. Oh, dude, Holy I don't shit. want that. <laughs> bro. That's that pretty good, bro. I was thinking about something like that, too, where it's just open 24 hours, and it's called Munchies, yeah. and there's, like, hot dogs, hamburgers, tacos, sushi, like, all the most random shit That's yep. great, dude. that you can get late night. I want that right now. A beef jerky stick. Yeah, beef jerky stick. Cotton candy and, uh, you know, a White Castle slider. Or ten. There's like a, a cashier from like shop right there that's just chilling um, for no reason. Anyway, that's right, the idea. Well, <laughs> we just cruised into this episode. Hey, I think episode. This is Squadcast X. Special occasion. Squadcast ten. Is it? Where are you guys at in training? We're gonna extend it a little mm. since it's, we're gonna go a little deep into the cast. A lot of early morning training for me. Nice. It's been good. Uh, you know. Uh, nothing insane, but, but, you know, quality training. I, uh, we had an event, uh, at the Brigantine Fitness Center on July 1st, um, which was, uh, day after my birthday, um, early morning at the fitness center. And there was a, um, celebrity appearance by Joe Carroll. Whoa. If you recall. Nature boy. The nature boy, big nature, AKA. Yeah, an er, early squad member before the squad was a squad. It was just some dudes in Jersey doing, <laughs> doing what they do. Uh, but incredibly good dude. Yeah. Uh, Is he? So he lives in Jersey. He lives in Florida. Oh, and so, was back wow. to visit. How about and, that? Uh, lucked, lucked out by seeing him. Uh, and the uh, the big Asian, uh, Anasan also stopped by and came bearing gifts of a uh, retro vintage Marbury Knicks jersey. Wow, that was my that was my birthday present, That's and it was cool. like one that I, it was either his or somebody's. Like so, it was cool. Like he hadn't bought it somewhere. Like he, he had it and gave it to me. So it was the be best kind of gift. Yeah. So that was pretty dope. That was nice. pretty dope. I got a little something for Greg. I still got to get it. Hey, <laughs> hey. Sounds shady. So my training consisted of some bare bones action. Okay. Slept at my uncle's down the shore. Nice. And he just had like a dumbbell rack that nice. went from ten to forty five. That's all you need. So I was like, this is else. perfect. Yeah, it's yeah. freaking blistering hot out. I'll just start nice. doing arm shoulders, all this crazy shit. And then the next day, me and C. Titty, nice, who just deadlifted 6'10". I saw six, six, ten. Ten video. Wow. I saw that 6'10 video. 6'10 on the vice. The youngest Polson. Vice. Yes. Yeah, I saw that. It. And uh, so we went in my parents' backyard, and there's Kendrick's legendary yes, shed yes, relics. Yes, talked about, yes. We and need to do a shoot there, man. Oh, we my God. To... Definitely. That would be killer. We went back there, and we just did, like, a legit team workout where we were going back and forth, passing the nice. uh, shorty bars. Nice. We did arms, 
and uh yeah it was freaking awesome did the you pump. get kendrick in there training with you though no I come think, on i think he was like golfing oh, at okay the point. all right all right all right fair enough, fair he's, enough. A, he's a big golfer fair enough nice. i was i was uh i was um meaning to talk about uh natural testosterone boosting though that was some that was a that was a direction <laughs> it, i wanted to everybody take everybody with it all right no well so like you know i was thinking about um having been in this like subculture for so long but not having used drugs right and like so uh, you claim so i claim uh yeah there's no lie detector so you claim (laughs) (laughs) right so but like one of the things i was thinking um i I had somebody reach out to me and ask me about like uh he was looking for like natural methods of boosting his testosterone like obviously this is all bro science and um it is not rooted in any i did not have double blind placebo studies for any of this at any universities footnote action um so it's entirely anecdotal right but i was just thinking about like um things that i've regularly consumed over the years uh that i think have potentially benefited uh me in that way in in uh, producing more testosterone naturally so you're gonna give us a list i got yeah it's just obvious stuff right, I, the, right. The, the first thing on the list i would say would be red meat red meat okay i think red meat should be on that list i uh i've gone as far as to tell Dirk malone to eat the tartar Love the oh, tartar. Yeah. Right. It's delicious, man. Uh, delicious, and I think that re- really rare meat is uh, is is good for testosterone production. Um, and I've on a pretty consistent basis eaten um, beef, uh, and I have included beef in my diet, um, maybe a little more than the the average guy. So that's one example. Okay, uh, agree with you on that. Egg yolks, egg yolks. Thing. So eat eat whole eggs. Okay, I think you should eat whole eggs. Uh, eggs are so easy to make. To consume, fucking delicious, man. They're so easy to make and consume, and they're delicious, right? And they're, uh, you know, um, one of the more diverse, flexible foods in terms of like ways you can prepare them, stuff you can do with them, yep. right? So that was an obvious one. We have that a rule. We have a rule. Test- testosterone. Yes, I, I, yes, I believe that uh, the fats contained in the yolk, okay, uh, are great for the synthesis of I got testosterone. This, I got this rule. I live by. If you okay. like it, okay. put an egg on it. Oh, for sure. If fucking, oh, for sure. Almost everything. Is Absolutely. It, even if you're having a slice of fucking pizza, dude, put an yeah, egg on that shit. Pizza with a fried egg on it, it might be incredible. It is fucking yeah, amazing, man. Absolutely. Jeez. You, you yeah, see how good it. a fried egg is on a burger. You yeah. see, like, what a difference a uh, fried egg makes in, like, fried rice. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's, yeah. Egg just enhances Pork, everything. leg, and cheese. There you go. Fucking one of the goat sandwiches. All right, number three. Um, right. So, so yeah. So I was just finishing that thought. So yolks uh, from eggs. Eat whole eggs. Eat them regularly. Uh, I think that shellfish. Shellfish. Right. And the idea, um, much like an egg, right, is that eating shellfish is an opportunity to eat an entire organism. Oh. You don't have many of those if you think about it's it. True. Right. So like you can eat an entire shrimp. You can eat an entire clam. Um, and I feel like the less processed and often cooked food is maybe the better in terms of the fats and the synthesis of hormones. So like, uh, if you are so daring and you have the opportunity to eat raw clams, raw oysters, that sort of stuff, mm. probably real good for test boosting. Had them two days ago. A lot of natural, um, a lot of natural, uh, a lot of natural minerals in, in them. Um, and beyond that ton of healthy fats. And like I said, one of the rare opportunities to eat entire organisms. And also an opportunity for you to get your shucking skills up. Yes. I'm not, I'm not, uh, a shucker uh, i'm not a longshoreman as it appears you are <laughs> it seems uh i've learned the crabbing you're a shucker um i it's funny that i was in a conversation about a guy who created like a device that like is for clamming 
So and he's got. Yeah, I'm gonna get. Hands. I'm gonna. I'm gonna get one for you. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I'll get I'm one for you because as soon as it. as soon as you started talking about the crabbing before, I'm like, I'm gonna get that clam device thing that this dude built. Outdoorsman so, shit. A guy, a guy I knew created this. Uh, a guy I know created some sort of clamming device, claw kind of tool. Oh, does so, it involve batteries? <laughs> no, 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 no. So some sort of claw tool. So I'll get that for you. Um, other things on the list, uh, there were um, vitamins that I think are important. Vitamins and minerals, but uh, vitamin D mm-hmm. uh, is uh, is a uh, an obvious choice. Uh, a few thousand IU's of that a day um, would be good. I believe that zinc, um, ZMA, zinc when included in ZMA, especially before bed, um, is great for testosterone. That was uh, developed by Victor Conte, Balco Labs, and all that. Just read about them and how many athletic careers they destroyed but nonetheless i think that zma has a lot of benefit helps you sleep deeper and i think that uh athletes who train in an explosive fashion tend to be deficient in zinc and magnesium so replacing those minerals uh will one help you sleep better and two uh help your own um endogenous hormone production and that's the biggest thing with athletes nowadays too is sleep like trying to get the craziest deepest rem sleep yeah yeah. And and then isn't zinc also good for your skin I mean, I think that the hormone balance in general is good for your skin. So the idea of uh, having minerals and vitamins uh, in the right quantities. Uh, I don't know if zinc necessarily. I mean, I know that zinc can be applied topically to protect your skin. Yeah. But I'm sure that all of the minerals are critical in terms of uh, of you know promoting the health of all your organs and your, your skin right. being one of them. Uh, another uh, one, one other thing that I was going to say was that I think that uh, dairy... Uh, especially dairy with uh, a fat content uh, is important. You know, it's like I keep coming back to fats, but there's like, you know, there's fats in the shellfish naturally, there's fats in the red meat, um, there's fats in the egg yolk, and then there's fats in dairy. Um, I think that uh, that the fats like in uh, raw milk, if you can do that, uh, are incredibly good for you. Greg's um, a big cottage cheese guy. Yeah, I think cottage cheese is an example, but, you know, cottage cheese that has some fat. Obviously, cottage cheese with no fat is, like, all protein, and that's, like, you know, you eat a whole little tub of that. It's, like, 50 grams of protein right there in one shot. Um, just pure protein, but if you wanted to eat it also. Uh, with the pineapple, that's my go That is fucking awesome. That oh, is yeah. awesome. Pineapple makes the if you if you're not crazy about cottage cheese, pineapple can quickly quickly make it palatable. It's almost a different food group. Quickly make it palatable. Um, so yeah, so I think if you can you you can uh, have dairy that has uh, fat in it, you know, so like whole milk or that sort of uh, milk or even low low fat milk, you know, two percent milk still has several grams of fat in it. Uh, and then the other thing too, and like something that needs to be noted, and it's a kind of bullshit, but I'll say it anyway, right? It's just the idea that unfortunately the nature of things is that food has become a class issue. Right. Mm-hmm. So in these instances when we're talking about the the steak man, wouldn't it be great to have grass fed beef? Wouldn't it great be great for those eggs to be organic or vegetarian from vegetarian fed hens and whatnot, yeah, right? What like you eat, if you have the opportunity yeah. to eat, to opt for the better, uh, the higher quality versions of the steak, the eggs, the milk, um, the shellfish, if you have the opportunity to do that, if you have the disposable income to be able to do it, and it's tough for, for all of us to be able to make those choices, but if those instances occur where you can opt for the better uh, form 
um, you know, the the healthier, the the you know, the more organic or more natural options. In a lot of instances, those are uh, the better options, and probably will be even better for the for you know uh, producing more testosterone and muscle building hormones naturally. Where do you stand on legumes? I mean, they're great for you. They're great for you. Nuts, um, you know, uh, beans, all that stuff. I, yeah. I, I think they're it's it's great in terms of fiber, extra protein. Um, they taste good. You know, you making a chili. You know, uh, yeah. I feel like a lot a lot of those uh, wholeheartedly meals. Well, you know, it's funny because you know a lot of those um, you know legumes, nuts, beans, that sort of stuff is like uh, for like vegans. That's all they got. Right. They got to hang their hat on that stuff because there's nothing else where right. they're going to be able to get, you know, much protein, uh, much fat from, you what's know, the that chipotle that they order. What, what's the, uh, what's oh, the, the option, the yeah. option that's not so, uh, is it sofrito? Sofritas. Yeah. Right. Is that, that's the, uh, the option. It's at like chipotle a tofu thing. A beet, yeah. It's oh, like thanks. some sort of tofu. Well, it's like a soy based thing, right? Yeah. Well, so soy is not so Well, good. they say soy is bad for it's testosterone. Like the opposite. Right. Of, yeah. Right, so like soy would not make this list. Soy would be on the opposite list. But I, I, I think that soy gets a bad rap too. I think it's sort of been demonized. Like I think within moderation, it's not going to impact you at all. Right. I think if you're eating, you know, if you're drinking ten gallons I of soy milk a day, not maybe eat. not. Yeah, I agree. But if you're going to drink ten ma- gallons of soy milk a day, then that might be an <laughs> yeah, issue. If you like tell me, oh yeah, I, the know, IV of soy. If you tell me, oh, you know, I blend a protein shake with half a cup of soy milk that's not gonna fucking do anything what's your take on uh what's that cozy shack rice rice pudding i fucking love rice pudding is it good never had it it's good it's good tara's mom tara's mom's cuban and she has her own like homemade rice pudding recipe that is the bomb what does it consist of it's just like cooked rice and like uh i think it's sweetened condensed milk and cooked rice and not much more to it cinnamon usually or nutmeg I think the condensed milk is the thickening agent, and then the uh, starch from the rice. Mm. But yeah, fucking rice pudding's the bomb. That sounds good, right? Yeah, now. I know. So yeah, so anyway, I just wanted to give give those those foods. I think th- those foods, if they're incorporated in a hard training athlete's diet, the more often they are, the probably the more likely they are to have higher testosterone production. And if you do that for your whole life, then you know you might have a better time. Uh, Accruing muscle Let's and go get some strength. meat with cottage steak, cheese. Steak, <laughs> with, uh, steak ground beef, egg eggs. yolks, vitamins, milk. raw oysters, shellfish. Yep. Eat milk. organisms. Yeah, eat eat entire organisms. You know, and the then rotisserie do, chicken. Do, do yeah, for sure. The whole goddamn thing. You right? The bones too. That's no problem. Well, that's like interesting. Like that's something I've never experimented in. But like bone marrow is supposed to be amazing for you. Well, there's to actually ma- to like ma- people yeah. make like a bone broth and all that sort of thing. It's supposed to be awesome there's for your immune system, hormones, all that. Of mm-hmm. powdering the egg shells, mm. and they're supposed to be incre- It's supposed to be incredibly nutritious. Wow. Like you bake the egg shell, right, and then condense it into some kind of powder that like you add to food. Wow, interesting. It's people who like won't throw out the eggshell and they use it. Ton of minerals in there, I would yeah. assume. You know, for yeah. sure, calcium and that sort of stuff in there. Absolutely, and probably like a very pure form. And you eat the entire apple. I do. I do eat the entire apple. Yes, I eat the core. Uh, I often think, well, you know, I eat the skin on the salmon. Mm, Same deal. Yep. I eat the uh, I eat the skin on the potato, you know. Uh, one because I kind of like it all. That's not it's not like I'm sitting here like making these hard line nutrition yeah, decisions. Yeah, yeah. But I like I so I like the skin on a potato, so I have no problem eating. But you know, there's extra fiber and extra minerals and stuff in there. Um, the apple I eat the core uh, because you know so many of the um, 
micronutrients that are synthesized to create like wonder drugs and things that are curing diseases and whatnot or or like uh you know um uh like analogs of certain vitamins and whatnot that tend to be like ultra potent and whatnot a lot of those are coming from seeds so like i know that they say that there's like a certain amount of arsenic in an apple seed but like you'd have to eat like a thousand apples to have that (laughs) have a problem with that so like that's not a concern but yeah Yeah. i you know and i also kind of think of like uh uh, like a grizzly bear daintily eating around the core of an apple and he likely yeah. wouldn't do that <laughs> you know, hasn't been he, spotted in no nature, yeah. no so like he would just eat the whole apple he would eat the whole potato he would eat the whole salmon he wouldn't you know cast aside the the skin and whatnot i would agree yeah so do as the bear do as the grizzly bear does i'll keep that in the memory bank yep, yep, yep. eat like a man eat like a man hashtag eat like a man hashtag Greg. eat like a man for sure eat like the man not just like a man, any ordinary man. Eat like you're the fucking man. Eat like the fucking man. That's right. That Eat you your sofritos. That's right. <laughs> Light on the sofritos. All right. So that is episode DSX. Squadcast X. Ten. We've made it. Shishing. Our work here is done. Hey. Just getting started. Drop the bomb on him. Drop the first ten of ten thousand. Happy birthday, Pod Squadcast. Yep. It's all grown stuff. I think we I think we've peaked. Peace. <laughs> We're gonna go eat some lunch. We are not live. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>